With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bows down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? morning it's the big man morning show 918-460-KMOD you can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945 listen online the website that rocks KMOD.com past shows are available on iTunes search under BMMS listen with your cell phone get the iHeartRadio app available from the app store of your cell phone provider more on that at iHeartRadio.com and we're on Facebook Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Lindsay. Hey, hello there. Well, hello there. Good morning, Gimpy. Hey. Congratulations to Jennifer Rotino of Lake Eufaula. Jennifer got qualified for Big Damn Amsterdam. Round trip airfare, hotel, concert tickets, $1,000 cash. You can qualify every hour with us throughout the day. Mel and DC will hook you up as well. Part of our countdown to 50 from Budweiser and KMOD. We've got tickets to see Highly Suspect. 
They're going to be at the Canes on Sunday, October 23rd. Tickets available at thecanesballroom.com. Best and worst of the weekend. And our listeners are awesome. And don't forget, you can submit your one-song demo for a Battle of the Bands contest at KMOD.com. It's right there under the contest page. You have a chance to open for Texas Hippie Coalition. See, we're going to take all these submissions, find the top five. We'll play those back on a Wednesday leading up to. And the top two bands will be opening up for Texas Hippie Coalition for the annual Cancer Sucks concert on November 26th at the Canes Ballroom. Boom. Again, the contest page, KMOD.com. Must be clean. Not mean, not clean like, ear, ear. <laughs> clean like radio friendly. No bad language. Not my, don't, I just don't want more work. Right. Or I don't want to do work. Whichever way you want to, you know, book in that. Either way. Either way, it's not our responsibility to clean up your garbage. We ain't your mama. It's, it's even worse when you do it and it isn't good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, this doesn't even have a chance. Um, so get your one song demo in contest page, KMOD.com. Some astonishing news I found out this morning. Astonishing. Astonishing, huh? Shocked. Floored. Couldn't believe it when I read it. What is the fastest drive through? Fastest drive through. First comes to mind is Chick fil A. Okay. Really? Yeah. I mean, they are pretty quick. I mean, it is fast. What's your guess, Lindsay? I would... Hmm. I think Taco Bell's really quick. The fastest drive through is not Chick-fil-A. It's probably McDonald's. It came in at 10th. Really? 10th fastest drive through Yes. Okay. McDonald's was 9th. Really? And Lindsay's dead on. Taco Bell was the fastest drive through Real- Yeah. I... I- Hooray! really feel like I never have a long wait there. Of course, that's usually the only one I go through there in Wendy's. I feel it's it's probably varies from restaurant to restaurant for sure, but it seems like like that Taco Bueno by, or Bell by our house there, Lindsay, on uh, was a 71st and 145th. That's usually the one I go to because yeah. it's, where it's closest. And it seems like I've been known to wait there almost every time. That I get. Now, I'm not talking like, you know, 30-second wait. I'm talking like a couple of minutes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. See, the one at 61st and Mingo, lickety-split. That's even worse. So there's another quantifier here, because okay. I was shocked that it wasn't Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I was floored. Yeah. Because they- I feel like when I want to go somewhere fast, I go to Chick-fil-A. They are double duty in it out there, man. Yeah. You got people out there before you get to the menu board taking your menu, yeah. taking your order, and then they get you up to the, before you even get up to the window. Here's your money, and then the window, here's your food. Rarely am I sitting still in my car for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Rarely. Mm -hmm. And so this says, this story says, the reason is Taco Bell has way fewer people in their (laughs) drive-thru. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Taco Bell averages um, 2.17 during the study, two cars, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. We're Chick-fil-A every minute. So And Chick-fil-A was 5.6. So they have ridiculously more cars. Makes more yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah. So it is going to take a little bit longer. And to me, when you quantify how many people they're dealing with and how fast it is, phew. Well, then places like Jack in the Box shouldn't have any wait time at all whatsoever because <laughs> those places are not busy at all. Yeah, but when you have a menu like they do. <laughs> Truth. Well, do I want tacos? Do I want eggs? Do I want a hamburger? <laughs> I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel you, but... Either way, that would make sense. They're dealing with less people. So in the overall scheme of volume, 
Mm. then all right, yeah, Taco Bell's got you. But if we're talking like overall efficiency and like let's just get the, the that volume crap out of there, the amount of people that you're going through because that's 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 changing the answer. Will you not eat at a place if the fat if the if it's like slow, uh, known for being slow, regardless of how good it is? For sure, man. For sure. Uh, there's a reason they call it fast food. Because I want it now. Yeah, but fast, fast is arbitrary, right? Ah. If you get it in less than five minutes, it's fast. Right, 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 of course. You don't have to, you know, sit there and wait for damn ever. But I feel like I go to these sit-down Mexican restaurants, and it's like you order your food, five minutes later, boom. Yeah, it's because it. it's already made. Hey, it's okay. Still the, delicious. The uh, Raising Cane's isn't on this list, and I've, I've never waited in a Raising Cane's another, line. line. Another good one right there, for sure. And there's always a line. Mm-hmm. Every time I go, make my order, boom, 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 I'm out there, no time at all. All right. I won't care how long the line is. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell, Taco Bueno, mm-hmm. if the line's long, I'm out. I won't stop. How long does the line have to be? Are past we- the drive-thru, past the put-your-order-in-area. Okay. Mm. Okay. Like three or four cars back behind, like, here's your yeah. menu. Like, if you don't have anybody past that menu, you're good to go. Yeah. But Point. if you get, like, a car, two or three... Then you're yeah. like, I ain't messing with it. Chick-fil-A, though? I, it'd be in the street. I don't care. Yeah, because they're turning burning, man. Right? Yeah, they're fast. Still, yeah. Well-oiled machine there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So even though Taco Bell's faster, mm-hmm. I don't care how long the line is at Chick-fil-A. I don't know. Food's just better anyway. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, oh, you mean taste-wise? Yeah, yeah, taste-wise. Compared, you know, Chick-fil-A compared to Taco Bell. I want them to do a, a remix. Really? Taco, Yeah, Taco Bell and Chick-fil-A. Oh, like a collaboration yeah. sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. Why? Why not, man? I mean, what would you get? Some sort of cheesy bean fried chicken thing. <laughs> Here's With some enchilada sauce. Here's what you do then. All right, stop by the Chick-fil-A. Uh, you've already lost me. Stop by the yeah. bell, right? Put some S together on your own. And then you set up a meeting between Mr. Filet and Mr. Bell, mm-hmm. okay, and you're like, hey, guys, I come up with this great idea. Try my bean and cheese chicken thing. I wonder, you know how they, when the, an actor does a movie, they're like, oh, Tom Cruise was almost mm, whatever, Hopper from Stranger Things, whatever, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I wish they did that with re- restaurants like, hey, Chick-fil-A <laughs> called Taco Bell, and Taco Bell's like, get out of here, yo. We're open on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I would love to know some of those Almost marriages that happened sure. mm-hmm. between those two. What it was? Uh, was it was Dave Thomas used to work for KFC, from what I've read, and was like, "I'm out of your chicken game, Colonel. I'm gonna go do my own thing." And then opened up Wendy's, and the rest is history. And then had a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is a little bit of cu- crossover between some of those. They yeah. were. Uh, that's why you wonder if that could happen today. Like people made the mistake all the time that Chipotle was McDonald's, and that's not true. Oh, okay. They're not like a subsidy? No. Kind of like Zio's is part of Mazio's along with, what is it, Olivetto? Uh, is that true? Is I mean, Mazio's product? Uh, I, I'm i under the impression that Olivetto, ah, see, Mazio's, I never heard the Zio's connection besides the ZIO, mm-hmm. right? I never heard that. But people made the mistake with Chipotle and McDonald's. McDonald's was just a financial investor mm-hmm. in Chipotle. They had no... Governing power, decision power. They may have utilized some services like some of their supply chain, right? Because they're you know business partners, but there was no McDonald's influence there mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that people people thought there was. 
But I, I've heard the Olivetto. I, for, I used to know what the Olivetto connection was. I think I remember like when Olivetto first opened up a couple years back. That it was like in the news or something. Like yeah. Nazio's is branching out to a uh, more of a sit down, you know, fine dining ish sort of thing. Yeah, and that's where Olivetto came from. <laughs> and I want to say that I read not too long ago that that's like that that uh, Zio's was part of it and. You know, that's how they got. I was like, really? I mean, that makes sense. Zio's, Ma, Zio's. Right. I mean, you can easily make that jump, but. Right. I don't, I, I, that's not one I'm. There you go. Zio's Kitchen, Italian Kitchen, is located in Oklahoma. La, 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 la. I'm just reading on the Ma, Zio's sure. Wiki. Wiki. Yeah, but you can't take. That is, that is user inputted. Mm-hmm. Someone could change that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I would think if you were Mazio's or Zio's, you, there would be some cross-branding happening to try and promote each other. Right. And there were Zio's in Kansas City, and there was not a Mazio's. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, like it says here, you know, Mazio's was originally Ken's Pizza. Yeah. You know, which was all over the place. And, the Mazio's and not, was, not where I grew up. Really? Not where I grew up. Okay. In Kansas City and in uh, Iowa, there was no Ken's Pizza. Mazio's began as a pizza parlor and is located throughout Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, and Illinois. Sure. Wow, I didn't know. The now. Soul Mazio's in Louisiana, located in Shreveport, closed in the mid-90s, was founded in 1961, blah, 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 by a teacher named Ken Selby, which is where Ken's Pizza came from. And then... Uh, uh, it says here, Ken Selby opened up the restaurant and named the Pizza Parlor on 11th Street uh, in Tulsa, which is still operating as Mazio's. Where's that today, at? Uh, 30, 3024 East 11th that, that, Street. That means zero to me. Right, right. It's, it's 11th <laughs> and what the F. Um, let's see, where is it? I think it's like 11th and Utica or some jive like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking here. Is that the one by the by the stadium? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right there by Harvard. Horn. Yeah, right across from Chapman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And da, 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 65, 15th and Sheridan locations. Zio's Italian Kitchen is located. So I, that's the only thing coming up here. What? Is that Zio's is part of Mazio's. But that's not what it said. Did it say that's part of the family or All just right. say where it's located? Right. Hold I mean, on, Lindsay. Okay. It doesn't say that it's part of it, but I mean, why else would they have that in here as part of Mazio's wiki? I know, but you're just making it. Mm-hmm. We're just making an assumption. It doesn't say, hey, they started the Zio's family restaurant. What'd you find, Lindsay? It says as of 2008, Mazio's and Zio's are not owned by the same company anymore. So they were at one point in time, mm-hmm. but Zio's mm-hmm. is like, screw you, Mazio's. I don't need your life anymore. I love Zio's. I think it's so good. Yeah. Really? And maybe it's just my disdain for Italian food. It's disdain. Just, I'm not a big fan of I feel the like Italian this is an food. opinion that has really developed in the last month or so yeah, from you. You've never always. expressed how much di- disdain <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you have for Italian food. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a huge Italian food kind of guy. It's just too much pasta, okay. too much bread. Just, All right. Just too much. I'm going to name some dishes. You give me a scale of one to ten, ten being awesome. Okay. And zero being pass. Okay. 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 Lindsay, you're in on this too. Okay. Let's awesome, start. Let's start enough. basic, okay. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Spaghetti. Yeah. Lindsay? Oh, I'm a 10. Okay. Gimpy. Three. Okay. Um, fettuccine Alfredo. Uh, you can, 10. You can say 10. <laughs> I, could I say 11? Gimpy. Oh. What kind? Is it seafood or is it chicken? Mm. This is just the cheese. This just is no the chicken. Sauce no, yeah. and noodles? Yeah. Zero. 
Okay. <laughs> um, manicotti. So manicotti, for those who don't know, it's a ricotta. It's mostly the time it's a ricotta-based filled noodle. Uh, big old honk and noodle, too. It's a six for me. Okay. That's a zero for me, dog. Okay. Sh- uh, stuffed shells. <laughs> six. Okay. Gimpy. Two. Two, wow. if that. If that. I'm struggling for a two, bro. <laughs> okay. That, that's fine. Yeah. Lasagna. Three. Wow. Gimpy. Who's making it? <laughs> Whoever your favorite is. Uh, it's, it's even my ma's lasagna. I, I, that would like rank like a two or three for me. And that's because it's mom's. So lasagna just in general. Yeah. That's a one. Chicken parmesan. Or sorry. Chicken parmesan. Nine. Never had it. What? Ah, crazy. <laughs> it feels crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a zero for me, dog. Oh, my mm. God, dude. Yeah. Chicken. Oh, my gosh. Is it the so eggplant good. in the... Uh, nope. That one's good, too. That's, that's different. Okay. Yeah. I don't uh, all right. Chicken piccata. Chicken piccata is the lemon chicken. <laughs> I know. I know. It's lemon. Yeah, the seven. Yeah, zero. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like we went to we went to uh, we went to that fancy Italian place for the uh, boss. The, what was that last week? His lunch or whatever. And I'm looking at the menu. I was like, uh, Mondo's great Italian restaurant. Mondo's, you know, I I I, I respect them and what they do. It's just yeah. Italian is not for me. I'm like, I don't know what to get. Everything on the menu had either mushrooms or lemon on it. And I was just like, hmm, what's this stuff with the shrimp? Sounds good. I'll eat the shrimp over the noodles, which mm-hmm. is exactly what I did. I mean, I'm, I wanted to see. All right, so let's just go with a couple things here because I'm trying to find. Fried mozzarella. I mean, that's just deep Ten. fried cheese. <laughs> but even then, I want to give it like a four. Calamari. Ten. Calamari. I'll go ahead and give that like a, maybe a six or something because I've had calamari at other places that's not Italian food. Uh, bruschetta or bruschetta. Uh, Ten. Was that the fancy bread? It's br- it's to- most of the time it's toasted little pieces of bread with uh, tomatoes and oh, olive oil and balsamic yes, and, and basil. Yes, and stuff. the extremely stale bread that you chip a tooth on every time you eat it. That's a zero. Uh, let's see. It's spaghetti and meatball ravioli. <laughs> Lindsay? Six. Only if it's Chef Boyardi. Uh, which actually his name was Chef Boyardi, but we had to Americanize Yeah, 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 yeah. Give, give me your rating, <laughs> Mr. Wikipedia. Uh, one. Tortellini. Four. Two. Peppers and onions. That's it? Like, no sausage to put them on? Or sausage, peppers, and onions. It's typically <laughs> yeah. like yeah. a four. Barn, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess with the sausage, peppers, and onions, I'd give it like a three, four, maybe even. Fettuccine carbonara. What's the carbonara? Part? Bacon. Oh. That's a five. <laughs> what? Uh, one. Um, eggplant parmigiana. Yeah, that's eight. That's a big zero for me, homie. Meatball <laughs> sub. Oh, God. <laughs> Five. This is getting worse and worse the further we go down. Zero, man. That stuff is too messy. It doesn't eat well. You have to have a fork to eat a sandwich. I think that's retarded. Oh, I like it. Noki. What? Huh? Oh, okay. I've had that come in like a HelloFresh or something like that once. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? 
What is this garbage? Oh, you didn't enjoy it? Mm. Lindsay. Five. Zero. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm t- I know. I know it sounds crazy, but, like, when it comes to, like, the Big Ten of, of restaurants and foods and stuff, ah, Italian's at the bottom of that list for me, man. Somebody texted in and said, you think Zio's is delicious? You got to try Luigi's and Sky took So authentic. I think it's run by the, the actual Italian mob. <laughs> uh, I've had um, Luigi's and Sky took. Um, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I like, it's not like I go to Zio's and I order one of everything. Right. Right. I worked there after college mm-hmm. and their five cheese pasta, adding chicken to it was so good. Yeah. Their uh, spinach artichoke dip, which isn't Italian, whatever, but it was so good. Mm-hmm. I just like the brown paper on the tables that give you crayons. The you cannoli, roll. yeah, I know how to write my name upside down. <laughs> cannoli, they the with the Alfredo and the chicken stuff, so good there. I'll give, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you the Italian dish, the cannoli. That's delicious, just because it's cheese and powdered no, no, sugar. No, 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 that's the dessert. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm talking about. <laughs> that's the only Italian food that I really, 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 really like is a good old cannoli. We haven't gotten to the, the real one. Uh huh. Pizza. I've said it before, and you all thought I was crazy, you know. One to ten. One to ten. A pizza? That's going to be a three for me. So low on the scale, man. Lindsay. Ten. Yeah. Always. Pretty much all those except peppers and onions that we've mentioned Uh are about anywhere between an eight and a ten for me. Really? See, I love peppers and onions. I don't love the heartburn, but, man, it's it's almost worth the heartburn for me. A good bolognese pasta? Yep, Italian mm. food. They are the Beatles for me. A, the, a nice short food. A short uh, short rib braised ragu. <sighs> ragu, the sauce in a jar. So it's just no, <laughs> no. So good. I'm telling you, man. Italian food. Mm-hmm. Okay, so rank them cuisine wise. Okay. Right, American, Italian, Chinese. Did we do this? Yeah, last we week? did it Friday. Oh, we did. Okay, I don't <laughs> yeah. even remember. Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mexican's going to be number one for me, and then Chinese, and then American food. So there's my top three. Man, now thinking about Italian, it might be my number one, followed by Mexican. I think American's last for me. No, Chinese probably is last. Yeah, Chinese is last yeah. for me. Yeah. Just because. I, I don't cr- I don't crave Chinese food. I'm, I guess you could put sushi, but that's Japanese. Yes, right. Um, but sushi and I, but I might I crave sushi maybe once a quarter. I love it. I could eat it every day. Yeah, I, right. I, I crave I, it. More I than have Chinese. to go to the bathroom so quick after eating uh, like sushi. a freight train, huh? Oh yeah. my gosh! I feel hmm. you. I feel you. I can't explain it. <laughs> Someone's like, what is this stuff? Get out of here. The only thing I can equate it to is like if you've got to go to the go to the bathroom and someone stands on your belly. Like, that's the only thing. You, really? You, there's the weight of the food. Huh. <laughs> it's just like, all right, everybody evacuate. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a drill. Moving through. <laughs> <laughs> pair of tickets to see Highly Suspect. They're going to be at the Canes on the 23rd. Uh, we've got best and worst of the weekend. Our listeners are awesome and more qualifying for Big Damn Amsterdam. Move News quickies when we come back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. 
You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. News quickies are stories you may have missed in the news. We cover them here and put a link on our Facebook page if you want more. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Lindsay with what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show at 97.5 KMOD. New York man smuggled pythons in his pants, feds say. New York City man facing federal charges after he allegedly smuggled three Burmese pythons into the United States by hiding them in his pants. Calvin Bautista, he's 36 years old, of Richmond Hill, Queens, was arraigned Thursday on an indictment charging him with smuggling at the Chaplin Port of Entry in upstate New York. Federal prosecutors claim he smuggled the snakes in his pants as he rode on a bus. Trouser snake. Trouser snake. The bus crossed the U.S.-Canadian border. Trouser snake. Trouser snake. Trouser snake. Trouser snake. He's now facing up to 20 years in prison, a fine of up to $250,000, and up to three years of supervised release of up to three years. Um, He He won't get all that. He was arraigned in Albany, released pending on a trial. Um, The Associated Press sent an email seeking comment to his lawyer. The case is being investigated by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The Bernese python, or B- Burmese python, is one of the world's largest snakes, considered a vulnerable species in its native Asia, and is invasive in Florida, where it threatens native animals. They do get really, really big. I think that would be extremely uncomfortable to have three of them hanging out inside your pants. I mean, I th- they're probably small, right? They're small like babies. Yeah, right, they're not full-size, no. eight-foot snakes in your pants. <laughs> Yeah, I, is there uh, is that lucrative? Like I don't know how much Burmese go for. Yeah, I don't know. I know you know you can get ball pythons for a couple hundred bucks. So I mean, surely it's got to be more than that. Ball pythons being your more popular bi- python pets. This says they can go about twelve. Let's see, that's not Burmese. I didn't know snakes were. Yeah, they can go for about five hundred dollars each. Dang. Here is a head. Okay, het, 100% het champagne, het green granite Burmese python, $1,500. Wow. Damn. That's probably one of those rare colored ones. You know, not your typical brown and tans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I've seen Gimpy, uh, I'm not out in here, but I've seen Gimpy, like I'll walk by his computer and he's looking at motorcycles, sometimes even cars, yeah. and just kind of perusing as people do. My wife does it with shoes. Yeah. People do that with snakes. Yeah. Hmm. Just cruise the internet. Like see what's available. See what's available. Yeah. Hmm. I like to do that from time to time with pets, you know, just to see what's out there and what's available. Not like I'm going to buy them or anything, but yeah. What kind of weird pets do people have? I've never done that. Giant Maine Coon cats. I don't do it with dogs. I don't do it with with any pets. What Mm -hmm. do you peruse the internet for? I mean, we know that you're into gadgetry and stuff like that. That's a great question. If you were just going, if you're just wasting time cruising the internet. Sports stuff, maybe. Okay, not show related. Right, sports stuff, okay. maybe. Like articles and stuff about athletes. Okay. I'm more of a rabbit hole guy, so I don't just go, I've got five minutes, let's just peruse, unless gotcha. it's, I'm crapping, right? And then that's just social media. <laughs> right. 
But if I'm going online, it's a rabbit, some, a rabbit hole. Something right? you can deep down go into and get lost in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like this actor was this. Oh, wait, was he in this? Mm-hmm. Who else is in this? Right. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. That's fun. That's 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 the thing I do. I don't. I don't go. I have five minutes. Let's see what. Car, let me let me romanticize the idea of owning a different car. Absolutely, mm. man. I'm like Joe Dirt with his, you know, Auto Trader, man. Just going through, looking at the stuff you could have. I've never been that. Even when Auto Trader was a thing you picked up at the grocery store, it was not something right. I did. Oh my god, and the penny saver. Keep me away from. Oh that god, that sounds like a nail in the eye. The thrifty nickel. Oh, oh my no. god. I just yeah. don't like being reminded. Maybe houses might be the only thing houses I do that with. Me. That's fair. Uh, I just don't like being reminded what I can't afford. I got you. I got you. It's just window shopping is all it is, man. And high school football coach quits over nasty parents. Hmm. This happens up in uh, Massachusetts where this guy named Con Chase, now he had been coaching the Cardinal Spellman High School there in Brockton, uh, their football team, for 19 years. 19 years. This cat has been molding young athletes, and the parents have gotten worse and worse and worse over the years. He says that uh, usually he just he just sits and takes it, whatever it is, what it is. But things have gotten so bad that he finally said, "F you guys, I'm out of here." He says that uh, they used to just call him names and whatnots, and and whether it's you know, you know the plays that stink or he doesn't have the the team ready yet, the parents are just yelling at him to the point to where like. He has to have somebody escort him from the games or sometimes sneak out the back door because mm-hmm. parents are waiting for him. He said that one parent followed an assistant coach from the booth out to their car or whatnot. And once again, he just he would just take it on the chin. It is what it is. Parents be parents. People are assholes. But he said it finally came to a head when he when he had to tell his wife and kids, just stay home. Don't even come to yeah, the Yeah, it's games. not worth it. Right. So that's when he was like, you know what? F this. It's not worth it. And then quit after 19 years. Of course, the school sends out, you know, our best wishes and your future endeavors. And uh, he says here that uh, coach just says that, you know what? I'm uh, I'm just a real person with with real feelings, too. And uh, he says, I care about the kids tremendously. And and that's why I'm there trying to help them do as good as they could. That sucks. Where do you land on that, Lindsay? Yeah, you're the football. I don't blame him. I don't blame them. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I get how hard it it is. I I've heard you critique some coaches. Day. Oh, yeah. Pretty harshly. Um, <laughs> That's just you with us. Imagine what it's yeah. like at the game. Yeah, and no, I'm, not, I'm not ratting you no, out. Like, I, would ne- I, would, I know. <laughs> I never at the games. Never, ever, Never ever. yell from the sidelines? Not, no, not like that. No. No, because you get kicked out, as parents should. And as a matter of fact, they put rules in place for a reason. If you do get kicked out, so does your child. They don't play. So they have to for that reason, just like why that coach quit. Uh, Yeah, it's ridiculous. And our coaches, I don't know about that one in particular that quit, but our coaches do it without getting paid. That's all volunteer. So, and and if you don't like it, they do say, you know, go to your coach and talk to them. But don't harass them like what this poor guy was going through. Well, we don't know the level of harassment, right? Mm-hmm. right. He gave an example of, of one of his assistants. He didn't give an example of what happened to him. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not right. I'm just saying it wasn't like they're throwing a rock through his front window. Right, right, right. right. Setting up a burning cross in his yard or something. It's not like they're putting uh, moving signs in his front yard. <laughs> 
which is a Varsity Blues reference, right? Um, what about uh, you, Gimpy? Where do you land with it? Uh, I get it. You can only take so much before you're finally like, I'm out of here. But at the same time, that's just part of the gig, man. That's part of the gig. You're going to have people that are angry with you. There's people that hate each and every one of us here for their own personal reasons. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I agree. That does come with the job. Mm -hmm. But when you feel not safe for your family, that's that's ridiculous. Right. People think they have a right to confront the coach. Mm -hmm. It don't matter. (laughs) That's when you take off your whistle and say, you know what? If you think you could do a better job, there you go. Well, you have to apply, and then there'd be like a field thing. Like it wouldn't be that easy. But yeah, I hear you. Test and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daycare workers fired over viral videos scaring kids. (laughs) Mississippi daycare workers have been fired after purposely scaring children for a video. Workers at Little Blessings Child Care and Learning Center decided to make videos of themselves dressing in a scream mask and shouting at the children while chasing them around the classroom. (laughs) Videos of the kids screaming and crying were posted online and quickly went viral, of course. Parents were understandably outraged, and the owner of the daycare, Sheila, because that's what owners of daycare's names are, released a statement saying she was unaware of the videos and has now fired the employees involved. I think this is crazy. It's different if a parent does it, Mm -hmm. but these kids didn't even, (laughs) just little kids. Yeah. Screaming bloody murder. I mean, but were they just trying to have fun, the teachers? I think, yeah, the teachers were having fun at the expense of young children. Mm Mm-hmm. Not cool. You don't think it's a big deal? I think it's fine. I think the parents are making a bigger deal than what it really is. You know, because you just said it yourself. It's a double standard. It's okay if we do it. But the people people who spend more time with your kids than you can't do it. Don't care. We're all family here. We're all just trying to have a good time. We ain't family because you're hired at $7.50 an hour. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, yep. Because of my $7.50 an hour and having to deal with your booger picker, I'm making the best out of it. Okay, so sorry, Karen, that you didn't like it because your kid came home crying because your kid's a pussy just like you are. Have a nice day. All right, we got to take a break. <laughs> All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. We got our listeners are awesome coming up. Plus, best and worst of the weekend. But right now, we got to see what Lindsay has for Balls to the Wall Sports. Week five of the NFL season continues on. The Giants made a statement in London with an impressive 27 to 22 win over the Packers. The Bills remain atop the AFC after a dominant 38-3 win over the Steelers. Fellow AFC East rivals battled as the Dolphins lost to the Jets 40-17 after Teddy Bridgewater exited with a head injury. The Cowboys stayed unbeaten with Cooper Rush after beating the Rams 22-10. The Eagles are now 5-0 after edging the Cardinals 20-17 on the road. The Ravens capped off the day with a 19-17 win over the Bengals on Sunday night football. 
The week wraps up with the Raiders facing the Chiefs tonight on Monday Night Football. Cleveland is making a move for a linebacker in the aftermath of its 30-28 loss to the Chargers. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport says the Browns are trading for Atlanta's uh, Deion Jones in exchange for late-round draft compensation. The pro bowler was viewed as a salary cap anchor in Atlanta as he's in year three of a four of a $57 million contract. Jones has yet to appear in a game this season as he remains on injured reserve. He started all 16 games for the Falcons last season and recorded 137 total tackles. That's your Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. Qualifying people for Big Damn Amsterdam. And Shannon Collins of Cleveland heard the cue and now uh, in the running to win round-trip airfare, hotel, concert tickets, and $1,000 cash. Qualify every hour with us and throughout the day with Mel and DC, part of our Countdown to 50, from Budweiser and KMOD. Time for best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened? What's the worst thing that happened? We want you to share it with us. You can do it one of two ways. Call at 918-460-KMOD, or you can text it, BMMS and whatever that is, to 82945. Best and worst of the weekend. Lindsay, what's the best and what's the worst? Best of the weekend. Saturday, we took a bunch of the kids, uh, including um, kids from the football team and um, some of the mamas. We went to uh, the Haunted Plantation in Coweta. Oh, my goodness. Nothing better than seeing a bunch of 12-year-old kids scream like little girls. Well, apparently, you can't do that. Uh, Teachers what? are doing it. I mean, kids. toddlers <laughs> is a little different than 12-year-olds. Right, exactly. And, uh, is that like like you get on a thing and drive through a... Like, what's a that ride? Se- yeah, it's what's like, that setup? Um, so when you get there, you um, they had this... They had a giant... Um, um, projection screen projector screen they had movies going i think they had ghostbusters on and like hocus pocus hold on hold on i'm going to a haunted anything i don't want to see ghostbusters or hocus bet midler pocus well you want to keep it family friendly right so no it's a horror huh yeah it's a family attraction so hold on hold on let's let's talk about this hold on let's talk about this (laughs) Haunted houses are family attractions? Yeah, they have stuff for the young and the the old. So all ages. Some things might be too scary for the young. So let's say little. you guys want to go on this haunted hayride, mm-hmm. but uh, Junior's a pussy and can't handle it. <laughs> right. Uh, do you just leave him up there at the Hocus Pocus tent? Watching Hocus you Pocus. You can sit back with the little one and watch Who watches the, the kids? The big one watches the little one? Sure. That doesn't seem right. Sure. And they have like these different creatures, you know, walking about and it's just it was really entertaining. Cool games. We get there and it's like, hey, if you check in on Facebook, you'll get tickets to play these different games. So they have this really neat dunk tank, right? But it's not just any dunk tank. Instead, it's like um it's a meat grinder. So if you throw the ball and knock the guy into this dunk tank. Which was actually a meat grinder. It was actually in. a meat grinder, or was well, actually a dunk tank. It's a dunk tank um, made to look like a meat grinder okay. instead. So when you throw the ball and it hits, guy falls into 
this tank, uh-huh. and then these two like meat grinder looking things go start. These wheels start turning, and then in the middle, like blood shoots out. It was pretty neat. Huh. It was pretty neat. Pretty creative. And he comes back for his next show in fifteen minutes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I just watched him get grinded up. Does he heckle you as he does it? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty neat. Um, yeah, different games galore. They have this. Uh, like a, a zombie maze where you go in and it's like dark and you have to uh, look for um, a chest with you. You have to find these keys uh, to get these guns to shoot the zombies so they don't come after you and it like tases them, you know. So it was really, really neat. Hmm. The hayride itself lasts um, about uh, 27 minutes long, I think it You're was. giving them a hell of a commercial. Did they pay you? Was this no, a sponsorship no, no, thing? No, like, <laughs> no, we bought our tickets okay. and had a great time. I just, I'm just checking. No, it was it was a lot of fun and very scary. Like, we screamed. I didn't scream so much. I laughed more so at the kids screaming, but um, it was so just great. the teachers. It was just great. Yeah, but those were toddlers. They didn't play a vote. They didn't get a vote. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just a great, great time. And the boys loved it. And uh, we got home, and my kids just passed out right away. So um, they were exhausted. I would have to say the worst part of the weekend. Hold on. Of haunted houses you've been to, mm-hmm. name all the ones you've been to here. Uh, I think I've, I think over the years, I've gone to all of them. Well, that's impossible. Um, that I that I know of. I know I've been to Hex House. I've been to um, the Castle in Muskogee. Uh, I've been to Psychopath. Psychopath has always been probably one of my favorites. Anywhere where I can be outdoors, I love the the hayride. And this one I love because there you've got the. Uh, Takes me back to my childhood of having the haunted, the uh, headless horseman, and you can see the headless horseman in this one at the haunted plantation, which I love. So, yeah. Oh, and so which was one's a- the best one? Mm, this is the first one I've been to so far this year. Okay, over time, like which one's the reliable one you're, that you feel like they always do the best? Uh, Psychopath has always been my go-to. Okay. Yeah. Gimpy. Oh, Hex House, man. Yeah, Hex House is pretty solid. There's just so many choices, mm-hmm. and they don't play Hocus Pocus. And then uh, <laughs> Asylum up in Nawada is pretty awesome. Okay. Mm, I went to that one once. Yeah, I, but I, I haven't been back to that one because it was really scary. And It's really scary. So but not the point? Young. Yeah, yeah but they, like, they can touch you. and st- like it's, mm-hmm. I almost just, it's, They do Here a good they job there. They can, too, yeah. Like the McKamey Manor one where you, like, bring in a bag of dog food. and <laughs> Not like that extreme, but they do a pretty good job up in Nawada, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they could touch you here too. It was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. They and they gave you a safe word. It was what was the safe word? Uh, mercy hmm. was the safe word. You gotta make it funny, right? Like pineapple or pickle, banana. That's banana. funny. One of the kids did yell pineapple. <laughs> they forgot concerning. the safe word. Uh, all right. So what's the worst? Uh, the worst probably was uh, yesterday morning. Kevin was like, "Hey, do you want to go to dinner tonight? Just you and I." Date night? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then we ended up um, running a bunch of errands and going, taking the kids. We went to brunch, and then we went to uh, the costume shop. Wait, I thought, you were gonna, I thought you were telling us about a date. Yeah, we were going we to plan going on a date, and we didn't. Oh, okay. Because we did so many other things throughout the day with the kids. We just got too tired, and so we didn't get to do our dinner date night. 
That was the worst part. Okay. Give me best and worst of the weekend. I guess best part would be right now to uh, Bikes, Blues, and Barbecues out in Rogers, Arkansas. They moved it from Fayetteville to Rogers for whatever reason. And to be quite honest with you, I don't like it. I don't like it. I like Fayetteville because they had everything on Dixon Street. Everything was all lined up. You come over the hill, and there's just a sea of bikes, and, you know, there's music, and there's food, and, you know, it's just a good time. And with it out there in Rogers, they got it spread out. Like, it was like they the, the bulk of it, the best part, was at uh, Pigs Trail Harley-Davidson there. Thousands of bikes lined mm-hmm. up, had live music and the food and whatnot. And so then they had another one downtown and another one in, like, Penville or whatever. They had, like, three different areas to go to, but they were, like, miles within each other, not within walking distance or whatever. But still a good time anyway going out there. We had, it was about, like, nine of us. And four bikes riding out there. It was cold AF Friday morning or Saturday morning. Ooh, doggy. But uh, once it warmed up, wasn't too bad. The ride back yesterday wasn't bad. Stopped in Natural Falls. What time did you drive out or ride out? To leave out there? Yeah. It was uh, about 9.30. Okay. So it, it was about 50, Maybe 55 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. We had intentions to leave at 8. That was the plan sure. anyway, and then people just laid, didn't set the alarm, blah, blah, blah. And then you stayed the night out there? We stayed the night out there. Get like a hotel Got a hotel and uh, drove into town a little bit and uh, stopped at this place called JJ's, some restaurant or whatnot, it's pretty good, and then some bar that was like right behind it and uh, hung out and had a few drinks and whatnot, and back to the hotel and finished partying the night there and then got up butt-ass early. Of course, I got up butt-ass early, <laughs> told everybody, hey, listen, all right, we're going to leave at like 9 o'clock because she's got a nail appointment at 2. We're going to stop by Natural Falls on the way back, so we need to get up at like 8 and be on the road by 9. And uh, I think we're on the road like 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that. So stop by Natural Falls. It's really awesome. We stop by there every year on the way back just because it's really cool out there. But the people that we were with, uh, some of them had never been out there. And uh, so it was cool to expose that to them. When you get up early in a hotel scenario like that, mm-hmm. it's not like there's a lot of places you can go hide. Right. So, so uh, you, how do you how do you handle that when oh, you get up so early and oh, everybody's still sleeping? I just you know, quietly leave and you know get dressed and then leave the room and then I'll I'll grab my medication, my smokes, and I'll go downstairs and grab a cup of coffee because they have your coffee down there for you the in the hotel lobby, and uh, I'll get some coffee and I'll just sit outside and watch the sun come up. And watch some TikTok videos, get medicated, change smoke cigarettes, you know, get the day started right. And then uh, finally everybody's up. Maybe I'll have some continental breakfast while everybody else is sleeping, which is what I did yesterday. Everybody's sleeping, so I just sat back, enjoyed my time alone, ate some breakfast. And then by the time I was done, back upstairs, everybody's up, getting ready, moving around. And, and so when they're going to eat, you do what? Just sit back and hang out. Go outside, chain smoke some more. You know, <laughs> okay. Watch the sun continue to, to rise and heat the eastern side of the world. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome, I Be- think. Best and worst of the weekend? What's the best thing that happened this weekend I and the worst thing? The worst part I know. Of the weekend. Oh, I'm okay. just resetting. Okay, just making Calm sure. Calm down. I'm just making sure. Uh, the worst part is coming home yesterday and finding out that longtime listener, friend of the show, friend of mine, Sean Crawford, had passed away in a in an automobile accident uh, Saturday morning. Automobile? Well, automobile, motorcycle. We don't know. I'm not quite sure, 100%. Because I read motorcycle, and then I've read automobile. Exactly. So, so it wasn't, he wasn't walking. Well, That's give true. It that. He was not a pedestrian. So whatever it is, it sucks. 
sucks for him and his family. On the other side of that, there are some people that can win prizes now. He did try to win a lot of because prizes. He did yeah. win all the prizes. Yeah. Fastest fingers in the West. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? Uh, best part of the weekend was a nice slow weekend at home. Just uh, don't have anything going on, which is kind of rare in October. Mm-hmm. Worst part of the weekend is uh, last night, middle night, my youngest got up totally sick. Oh, good uh, God, man. Yeah. This is like three, four weeks in a row. Uh, like seven. Really? Yeah. Good they just Lord. take turns. Mm. Just in that age where they Goodness. pass it back and forth. This right. one is not stay home worthy. Okay. So that's good. That's good. But yeah. still, nonetheless. Yeah. Best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? This says best part of the weekend. Didn't have to do much. Worst part of my weekend got dumped through text message by a woman I thought was actually interested in me. Ah, at least you're free now. Huh, you're right. Best part of the weekend, found out my 20-year-old daughter's pregnant. Worst part of the weekend, found out my 20-year-old daughter's pregnant. <laughs> Uh-oh! Best of the weekend, got to spend time with family. Worst of the weekend, grandma passed away. Mm. She just couldn't take it, huh? <laughs> Goodbye, old friend. Best, ate some great food at the fair. Worst, feeling like a fatty for eating so much food. Truth. Best and worst of the weekend. Worst of the weekend, just didn't feel like getting out and doing anything. Uh, best of the weekend, waking up and hearing my eight-year-old nephew lecturing his oldest uncle on how he is the perfect example of what not to be. After his uncle got drunk, peed and pooped on himself, broke a bowl, and knocked over several decorations in the living room. Okay. Last time you peed and pooped yourself as a grown adult. Good question. <laughs> Lindsay, go first. Go. Okay. Uh, Last time you peed and pooped. That have to happen together. Can't be two separate it's incidences. Never one happened. incident. Right. It's never happened. Never happened. Good for you as yeah. an adult. Uh, n- yeah, as okay. an adult, never happened. Last time I've, I, I have peed myself, um, and it was at um, Sky Zone. Just a little bit. Yeah. Jumping. Yeah. Pee and poop was what we're talking about, but, though. Yeah. Never uh, happened. For me, uh, the one that I I think it was like maybe college, drunk, vomiting, doing everything. It all happened at this. Every possible orifice liquid could come out. <laughs> Your body just exposed to yeah. everything. Yeah. Gimpy? Uh, as an adult, never. Really? Never. Yeah. Yeah. I have been pretty <laughs> hammered in my times, and- I can't even tell you the last. Well, yeah, I can tell you the last time I puked from being drunk. That was at uh, Rocklahoma. What was that like five, six, Just seven a couple years weeks ago? ago? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I puked in my ex's car on the way home. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Good for you guys. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you know after you reach the age of like six. Peeing and pooping in your pants is just not an option. Yeah, except it's not a free will thing. Right? If you're inebriated, mm-hmm. that's not a control. Like, you can't control that. Right. You don't even know what you're doing. That's the point, right? You're so drunk that you're being yes. insane. Yeah. About so it's not that. like, hey, this feels right. <laughs> right. Sitting there watching that 70s show. Yes. <laughs> Best got married. Worst teething baby. Well, that was fast. Yeah, it was. Best of the weekend made homemade pie, beef pot pie. God, this show has aged so well. Uh, worst part was my Packers and Sooners lost, but way too much money. Dude, Sooner fan, whew, you guys got murdered. 
There's a reason the flags were at half staff yesterday. Yeah. Oh my God! Because right? Texas murdered Oklahoma. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Worst shutout, right? Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Worst ever in that rivalry. It was a bad shutout too. Like yeah, forty something to zero. Yeah, that quarterback for Texas, man, Ewers. He's a he's a dog. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We got a pair of tickets to Highly Suspect, and we'll be back. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. Uh, I just had an epiphany and I need some clarification. Is this the same person that would call in to play games and go, this is Sean? Yeah. He's the one that died. Yes, that's the one, yeah. How about that? Mm. I just put that together just now. Oh, Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, how many Sean's are there? You have a very good point there. Uh, Brady, because I text you and Brady at the same time. Yeah. Because we've been dealing with this cat for years now. Yeah. And we've had to have, like, hey, dude, chill right, out. Right, right, right. You can't win all the time. Give some other chances out there. So uh, he knew exactly who I was talking about when yeah. I told you guys or wow. whatever. So. so if you've listened to the show a long time and you know that we play a game just like we're about to, the guy that would call and go, this is Sean. Super nice guy. Very nice. Very admirable. Like one time he had gotten, I was thinking about this last night, just all my occurrences with this cat. And I believe it was uh, BMMS Fest uh, when we had uh, Texas Hippie Coalition. And he had gotten an extra ticket, somehow gotten an extra ticket. And uh, instead of keeping said extra tickets, he's like, hey, Gimpy, got these extra tickets here. They're given to me by accident. I want to, you know, give them back. And do the right thing. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. Not a lot of people would do that. A lot of people would just keep it for themselves. So so to, to do that, I thought was pretty awesome. Just a good dude, man. All right, let's play a game. Maybe if you call in today, you can just say, this is Sean. Uh, 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. We're going to play... Pick the flick. Nope. Nope. Sorry. One second game. One second. Famous television show's theme song. You guess it correctly. You are getting tickets to see Highly Suspect. They're going to be at the Canes on Sunday, October 23rd. Canesballroom.com, of course, to get your tickets. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? This is Boomer. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Boomer, I'm going to play one second. Famous television show's theme song. If you guess it, if you nail it, I'm giving you tickets to see Highly Suspect at the Canes Ballroom, okay? Yes, sir. All right, here is your clue. Dang it. Hold on one second. Could you hear that? One more time. There was, oh, a, there was a technical glitch, so I'm not sure if you could hear that. Uh, I don't know. Designing women. Designing women is your guess. Uh, yeah. It is Designing Women. Wow. Oh, my God. I literally thought today <laughs> I would take a chance and put Designing Women in there, and it was, man. So, Boomer, congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, buddy. Hang, hang on the line, man. You're getting those tickets to see Designing Women. Or to see Highly Suspect because of Designing <laughs> Women. It's okay. Yeah, designing Women live at the Gaines Ballroom. Yeah. So I've been watching this show on Apple TV. It's called um, Surface. Mm-hmm. And it is about this woman. 
and she um, jumped off of a, a ferry and she woke up and they saved her life, but she's in therapy and her husband's really mysterious, but she was also having this affair. He's embezzling money and you don't understand what's happening, right? You're trying to piece together. You're with her. You don't know what's the truth and what's not, who's to trust and who's not. Okay. It, spoiler alert. It comes out that she is the one, a part of stealing the money. She's kind of a con artist to a degree, right? Mm. But she's tried to clean up her life. But since she's woken up, she has all these weird things happening to her. And so this whole time we're like thinking the husband's a real jerk and he's not a good person. Then we think the husband's friend is a real jerk. Mm -hmm. Then they lead you to believe the the person she was having an affair with who was also a police officer. He's a jerk. Mm -hmm. And it ends where she runs, goes on the run, and she's going to discover who she is. And, you, like, they solve no – they solve nothing. <laughs> and nothing frustrates me more than investing in a show. Mm-hmm. And you go, wait, what? Right. All this time for not. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was such a disappointment. Such a disappointment investing all this time into a show and you had confidence it was going to pay off and it didn't. About that. So disappointing. And uh, we were going to watch Dahmer and I just, I see too many conflicting things about it's not good. What do you you mean? Just like other people's opinions or? Yeah, of course. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so there are some people in there that are like, it's, it's kind of cheesy and not very good. Uh, obviously, you two have said that it's really mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying it's these people that were vict- their families were killed because of this guy. It's weird that Netflix is making a bunch of money off of it mm-hmm. right. and basically taking a ton of liberty mm-hmm. to make the story more compelling. Okay. I don't know. I, I say, like you say, just give it a shot, man. You probably would like it. It's interesting, and it's it's it'll definitely grab. You know me, dude. A show's really got to grab me by the huevos for me yeah. to like sit down and get into it. And yeah. this one, this one's done it for me. I'm like, all right, cool. I can sit back and watch this one. Yeah, you picked Quantum Leap. I tried to watch that. Whew. Really, not good. Couldn't do it, huh? The storyline of that the Sam mm-hmm. the, the the there's this love interest that's the one. It's it's a little bit different. It's not good. Compared to, like, the original whatever, they still have the eccentrically dressed person, you know, uh, like Al was the eccentrically dressed guy on the original series, and now it's this other very yeah, but, pretty man. Yeah, no, but mm. that's that's another thing I don't like. Mm. It's a storyline outside of the jump. Right, right, to where, like I was telling you last week, they, uh, they in the original, they spend most of the time in whatever time frame that Sam was in, and this one, it's a back and forth, spend equal amounts of time in the office, and in the time frame that he's in or whatever. So if you're familiar with the show, Quantum Leap, he jumps and he doesn't know when. But this starts off with he jumped on his own. They, they weren't suppo- That wasn't supposed to happen. This right. is years after the original Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. And they don't know why he jumped. It's like we're trying to figure out who he is and why he did this. Right. And there's also a problem with Quantum Leap, like the software. Right. And so that's a separate storyline besides the jump. Yeah. It's, uh, it's too much. <laughs> just can't do it, huh? No, the, it was a good mm. show. The concept of the show was already good. You could have just modernized it. Right. 
Right. And the person that's helping him mm-hmm. is his love interest, but he doesn't know it. Right. Mm. And so she's got old back feelings. <laughs> Going back to Dahmer, I think if you are a uh, Ryan Murphy fan, you'll like it. He did. Yeah, all, he's awesome. He's the you know American Horror Story. And uh, as far as the victims' families goes, they they were going to make this anyway. I think. And if they would have asked their permission, they don't need their permission to do it. People are obsessed with serial killers and the stories behind it. Uh, so they would have made it anyways. People loved the Ted Bundy film on Netflix. Again, people are just obsessed with serial killers. So they right. knew it would do well. And so they made it. And it is it is very, very watchable. It's also sure. very, very disturbing. Yeah, it's been it's been breaking some records, but there are people saying it's not good. It's a mm-hmm. it's worth a pass. Um the uh, thing for me is on the victim side mm-hmm. is I, if you didn't consult me about it and here I am seeing a loved one, my brother or whatever, and that none of that's true, like you're taking liberties to make it more compelling for television, that would be very frustrating. Right. I don't know if it is. I mean, I think it, it to me, as far as like the, the courtroom scene, it sticks to pretty much. Yeah, I don't know enough. I can't say that with certainty, but Mm -hmm. all I know is the stories I've read from family members that say they're taking liberties and it's making my loved one not look good in an already really horrible situation that I now have to relive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's more, if if, if it's embarrassment or... Give them $100,000, I'll shut up. Yeah. Or if but can you imagine? You get, yeah. But can you imagine like something happening to a loved one? Absolutely. And then, and then somebody makes a movie about it, doesn't mm-hmm. talk to you about it, and they're making a ton of money off your heinous event in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. That's horrible. It is definitely. That's really crazy. And the part that is also weird is just the you're then embellishing mm-hmm. their lifestyle or yeah. whatever it is. So not only are you frustrated that you're reliving it, but then you've also got to hear things and you're like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Right. That would be really hard. That's some heartache just to give some people some, you know, Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the other side but of that, we some, watch of the, it. some of the videos coming out on TikTok are pretty funny. You know, reenacting. Dude, the memes? Yeah. yeah, the memes are pretty funny, actually. Yeah. The whole idea of the sandwich thing's pretty funny. Yeah. There's a meme going around about Russell Wilson because he's his thing is like, let's cook. All right. <laughs> and it's Jeffrey Dahmer as Russell Wilson oh, trying to get people to, he's like, let's cook and eat it. Eat it. Eat it. For those who don't know, there's a scene where she he makes a sandwich to take to the neighbor uh-huh. and it's... You you don't know if it's body parts, mm-hmm. but right. you're under the assumption it is. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, we got to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show continues next. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Nine one eight four six zero KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. More qualifying for Big Damn Amsterdam. That's coming up very soon. We've also got our listeners are awesome. But first, we got to see what Gimpy has for 4x4. Well, Coben, it says here the Putin calls Crimea bridge attack terrorism. Says in a video post to the Kremlin's Telegram page, Putin accused Ukrainian special services of carrying out the attack on what he termed critically important civilian infrastructure. 
Now, no one has claimed responsibility for Saturday's huge blast, which happened the day after Putin celebrated his 70th birthday. The Kerch Strait Bridge served as an important supply line for the Russian war efforts in southern Ukraine. It says here that JB's Armageddon comments were not based on, quote, fresh intelligence. That's according to National Security Council coordinator John Kirby. He said that the warnings Biden gave Thursday at a Democratic campaign committee event were more a reflection on the, quote, high stakes of the current moment. Kirby said, uh, made it clear that U.S. intelligence wasn't seeing any indication that Russian President Putin had made a decision to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine or that the U.S. would need to shift their policy. He added the U.S. would continue its support of Ukraine and provide aid going forward. Oregon police warn the public of grenades washing up on the beach. The Newport Police Department said that they responded to reports of three separate explosive devices being discovered on the scene. The Oregon State Police Bomb Squad stepped in to remove the grenades with no word yet on where they could be coming from. How about that? I don't even know. Like, I was trying to piece together what caught, like, how did a crate of grenades fall off a ship? And they just happen to be washing up in that one concentrated area? Right. It's really weird. Right. I mean, like, how old are these grenades? Are they from World War II? That could have happened, and then they get sunk to the bottom, and then something happens, get shifted, you know, sifted up, and then wash up on the shore. There's a number of things that could happen. Not to nerd out, but I'm not clear on the modern engineering of grenades. I know they used to be made out of, like, steel, right? Right. And then they'd fill them in the thing and whatever. Are they plastic now? I don't know. They are these the grenades sticks. that have the bumps on the outside? Or right. Are they the little tiny ones that look like ovals? Right. Like, what? What are we talking about here? Do they float? Right. These are questions that need answers. Rather vague to be like, hey, grenade, watch out for them. <laughs> watch out for jellyfish don't, uh, and hand grenades. Don't uh, get stung by jellyfish. <laughs> and don't pull the pin if you know them. So be safe. Have a great time on the beach. Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. Well, you know, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Lastly, here, St. Francis Health System employees were honored with the key to the city. The mayor, G.T. Bynum, honored more than 10,000 employees of the St. Francis Health System with a key to the city Saturday night. Uh, the key was not just for two years of nonstop COVID work, but also honored them for not closing their doors after the shooting that happened there last June. Once out of lockdown, hospitals still received patients while treating and attempting to save their own co-workers and patients also caught up in the violence. So, congratulations St. Francis. Alabama is once again sitting atop the college football coaches poll. The Crimson Tide earned 35 first place votes to retain their top spot. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson once again round out the top five teams. USC, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Penn State are ranked 6 through 10 for a second straight week. North Carolina took the biggest leap in the latest poll after climbing 15 spots to 25th in the nation. Kentucky took the biggest dip after falling 9 spots. The Wildcats are now ranked 22nd. BYU, Washington, and Arkansas were dropped from the top 25. The Seahawks 
are likely losing their starting running back from an extended amount of time. Uh, the NFL Network reports Rashad Penny suffered a fractured tibia in Seattle's 39-32 to loss to the Saints in New Orleans. Penny was injured in the third quarter of the game and had to be carted to the locker room. The 26-year-old has battled injuries over the past three seasons and looked to be back in form with 346 rushing yards and two touchdowns this season. The Seahawks will turn to rookie Kenneth Walker the third, while Penny is sidelined. And the 49ers are dealing with a number of injured players from Sunday's win over the Panthers. Head coach Kyle Shanahan said that cornerback Emmanuel Mosley is uh, feared to have torn his ACL in the victory. San Francisco also lost defensive back Jimmy Ward to a broken hand and defensive end uh, Nick Boza to a groin injury. Additionally, longtime kicker Robbie Gould is believed to have sustained a left knee contusion. The injuries have continued to pile up for the Niners as the team also ruled out seven players ahead of Sunday's game. Uh, Take two brutal incidents in just five days for Miami Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa and the NFL will update their concussion protocol procedures. An investigation found that the Dolphins followed the step-by-step process of the concussion protocol, but clearly the outcome in this case was not what was intended when it was drafted. In other words, they did what they were supposed to do, but it wasn't enough. With that, an amendment was added to the protocols. Uh, Ataxia is an abnormal abnormality of balance, stability, motor coordination, nor dysfunctional speech caused by neurological issue. Uh, Ataxia is now a no-go symptom. Any player showing signs of ataxia is prohibited from returning to a game. Overviews of the policies are from now are far from over, and there are more changes possible. So basically, they came up with a bunch of reasons why they didn't. They said they were not liable for what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So because ba- you just gave the definition of it of what he was suffering from. Yeah. So he was unstable, and they're like, "You're good." Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does that make sense? You you would think the NFL hires some of the most brilliant uh, medical minds that could be like, "Listen, I don't care what it says. We can't." That's da- we can't. Yeah, you'd like to think that. Though. So now they have the tool rule, is what they're uh, calling it, this amendment that Lindsay mentioned. Yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater, on the very first play, the very first play, he gets hit, comes out, they don't put him back in because of the new amendment. Yeah. Huh. Very first play. I would think, I would think any, if you can't speak, if you can't balance. Balance feels like an important part of the game. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Balance. Number one, ba- you can't sit upright. You ain't going in. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. That's your balls to the wall sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Daniel Jara. Got it. Broken Arrow got qualified for Big Game Amsterdam. Daniel here at the queue now has a chance to win that trip. Hotel, airfare, spending cash, concert tickets. You got to get qualified, though, to be in the running for that. Every hour, we are qualifying people on the Big Mad Morning Show to get a chance to win Big Damn Amsterdam. So make sure you're listening. Another chance coming up in about 52 minutes. Right now, it's time for our listeners are awesome. This is where we have a story, a little conversation with a listener, and they share their life with us. And on the phone with us right now is Cameron. 
Hello, Cameron. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, Cameron, you are a young man. You're 25. Yes, sir. And how long have you been married? I've been married, what was it, 2017, so like five years now. Okay. So you got married before you could legally drink alcohol. That's right, yeah. I made that mistake young. Okay. I, I was going to ask, what makes, so like, tell me about making that decision to get married. Well, so we, 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 we had a kid at a real young age. First day I ever touched a woman in my life, I got her pregnant. Um, we didn't want to get that. We didn't want that to be the sole reason why we got married and whatnot. Because we knew there's a lot of young relationships that go out and the kids just have a terrible time. Parents hate each other. So we, uh, we waited for a while. We moved in together, made sure we could handle bills and all that. And then we finally decided to make that next jump and go ahead and get that done. Okay. And were you guys high school sweethearts or is this somebody you met after high school? No, we met in high school. We didn't go to the same school per se, but yeah, we met, at, uh, we met during high school. Okay. And how did you meet her? Uh, she followed me on Instagram and I, I went through and saw who she was and saw one of her pictures and commented and liked it. <laughs> okay. So she started stalking. Like you get a notice, hey, this person's following you and you're like, oh, okay. And you went to see what she was about. Yeah. I might as well stalk back, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and so you go on a date and this isn't happening here, right? You live in Texas at the time? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, what brought you to Oklahoma? So my mother-in-law, we were in the Army. We were in Lawton at the time. But my mother-in-law moved down to uh, Broken Arrow because uh, her husband got a job up here. And uh, I'm big into fishing and whatnot. I didn't really want to come to Oklahoma because I'm a Texan, you know. But they showed me all the maps around here with all the water, and it kind of sold me. So when you say you're big into fishing, quantify that for me because I don't know what that means. I mean, it's, 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 it's mainly just a hobby, but it's something that – I, I do religiously. <laughs> how often do you fish in a month? Well, it just depends on that's all up to the wife and, you know, how young the babies are. But I try to go at least, at least, you know, it'd be nice to stay six times a month, you know, maybe more if, if she lets me. <laughs> What's your proudest catch? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I don't really, don't really know about that one. I guess so at this, so for this year, I went out and caught some spoonbill this year, and that was my proudest thing of this year because I've never, I didn't even know this kind of fish existed. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, they're prehistoric looking fish. This is the one that yeah, you I'll got think, on your Facebook page here, yeah. yeah? I think there's a couple of them on there now. Yeah, that's yeah, a big bitch. Is that the one where they they get the uh, you can get the caviar out of it, and people people love the eggs out of that? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't ever eaten one or anything like that. But yeah, people say they they eat caviar. I'm, that's not for me. You just re- you caught and released it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, all right. And uh, it says uh, you grew up in Happy, Texas. I didn't know that was an actual. Th- I thought it was Gimpy was being Gimpy. But no, you're from Happy, Texas. That's an actual place. Yes, sir. It's a town without a frown. It's a what? <laughs> I said it's the town without a frown. It has a big old sign when you drive in there. It says it. Okay, sure. Where is it at in Texas? Uh, it's almost smack dab in between uh, Amarillo and Lubbock. Okay. And it says here you used to blow up pigs? Yeah, we've we, we blown we up a couple in my days. Tell me more about how you get to the place where you're like, my dad did it. Is that what it is? Just like passed <laughs> down? Is it the pastime of happy Texas? What makes it happy is blowing up pigs? Like, what is the, tell me about that. I don't really know where that came from. It was just one of my buddies one time where you're out killing pigs. Because, I mean, around there, the farmers, yeah. Uh, because they're such an abundant number and they, they destroy crops. So you get paid per head to kill. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's funny to watch shoot pigs all day, but you get creative when you're in high school. And one of my buddies had the bright I- uh, idea to get the tannerite. And we put a bunch of hog feed and dead rabbits 
out in front around a uh, big old bucket and we just didn't come out and yeah okay i'm gonna put you on hold because your phone's kind of breaking up and we want to make sure we can tighten that connection up we're speaking with cameron he's our uh listeners are awesome this week sharing a story about blowing up pigs that's one of those things like you hear it initially you hear blowing up pigs and you go wait what uh, but they're the boars wild pigs right and they are detrimental to crops for some farmers mm-hmm. and to their animals and stuff too so they may you know it's not uncommon to have it where you can get a bounty for killing them. Uh, Cameron, got you back, man. And so how many of these pigs do you think you've blown up total? Sorry about that. How many do you think total? Pigs I've killed? Yeah, you've blown up. Oh, blown up? I don't know. Probably a good 20 or so. <laughs> 20. 20 or so. Uh, that's fantastic. How much you get on a head, per head, for these uh, <laughs> these feral hogs? At most, the most we were getting at one time was uh, $45 a head of pig. That's just whenever such really big numbers. How does that work? Do you just, do you have to literally chop the head off and take it to the person playing the, paying the bounty or do you, you, is a picture good enough? A picture is usually good enough, but I mean, if you wanted to, some people, I mean, they want to keep the the wild pigs and whatnot, so they they want you to keep them and turn them into them and whatnot for some reason. I don't know. I'm not eating it. Uh, it says here you were, uh, you're an army vet. Did you, when did you enlist? Uh, that was back, uh, like 2000, like late, late end of 2019, beginning of 2020 is whenever all that started going, whenever I got in there. And what made you want to enlist? Um, yes. Um, I don't really know. I don't have, I don't know that. I, I went to school to be a firefighter EMT, um, coming out of college or coming out of high school. And then whenever I get all that done, I get all certified and whatnot, and I get out, you know, I'm about to get onto a department in another town. And my mother and uh, and father-in-law, not father, yeah, father-in-law, my wife's uh, dad, he was in the Air Force. Her grandpa was in the Air Force, so they had this, you know, whole military thing of everybody should be in the military. Yeah. So I just kind of got tired of listening to it and wanted to go be a firefighter in the military and make the best of both worlds. But they don't do that anymore, and somehow I got sucked in. So I tell everyone all day long that recruiters should be selling cars now. He got me. Mm-hmm. What did your recruiter promise you, and when did you end up getting? No, I told him. I told him straight up on it. I told him to be honest with me. You know, I, at the time, I had one kid. I said, I have a kid. I have a wife. I said, I, I'm going to join if you're honest with me. If you don't bullcrap me, I want you to tell me exactly how it is, and that's fine. Otherwise, if I find out you're lying to me, I'm not going to go through you. I'm just going to go find a different recruiter. And he was pretty honest with me about it all. I don't think he really lied about anything. I mean, he made some stuff a little bit lighter than what it was, but even so, the Army these days isn't isn't what people think it is it's not the movies and all that they don't really do much to you anymore so you you join the military and so you go through boot camp how and tell me about when you were done with boot camp uh, i went to school after that and um so the school for army most of them are like you know two three months long mine was about a year so i got my family to move down there with me so that was pretty nice so i had them back throughout school and whatnot and then i stayed at fort sill so just never really left fort sill and what was your specialty uh, 94th Sierra Patriot System Electrician. So, like, the radars and the uh, and the missile systems that are the air defense. Okay. And so you get done with that, which, thank you for your service, of course. And so you get done with that, and then you g- decide to become a firefighter in EMT? No, that was before. That was before. My dad is actually a fire chief now, but uh, he was a firefighter during the time. My grandpa was a firefighter, so kind of like a long list of firefighters and whatnot. Okay. And Yeah, so... 
And and so and so they go, hey, take on the family business because a lot of that's not uncommon in the in first responder world. And so you go ahead and and take it on and go through all that, the training and everything. Yes, sir. Yeah, my entire senior year, um, we were not the entire entire because like it's like a week before I graduated that we ended up having a baby. But I mean, we we expected a baby throughout the entire time, so I knew I needed you know take a step up and. So I took online fire classes and I uh, did nighttime EMT classes. So like within a couple of weeks out of graduating high school, I went down to uh, take my hands on for the fire and uh, tested out and everything I was certified and whatnot, ready to go. And so you, you graduate and then you get put into a, a fire station or what happens? No, so I went, I went and volunteer for a little bit. So I was waiting to get on an apartment because you to get on an apartment, you have to get on there, take, you know, tests, physicals and all that. And I actually got down there and I only took one fire department test. Uh, well, I took two of them, but one of them was before I was done with academy, so I didn't really get, or, uh, not with academy, with uh, EMT school, so I didn't really get to finish that because uh, I didn't meet the deadline. But the other one, I got a call back, and we talked to him and whatnot, and they told me I can do this and that, we can come over here and make a deal. I just never really uh, went back to them. Somehow I got drugged into the military. <laughs> okay. And uh, what was it like? It says here that you, to ask you about your first dead body you had to deal with, was that a shock to you? Did they warn you when you were doing training and everything and, and going through the school to prepare you for seeing that? It was actually at school whenever all this happened. So where I went to fire school, at, um, it's, it's, uh, it's out by Dallas. They have a little bit of town out there. And you're actually stationed, like where you sleep at, like your dorms is a uh, volunteer fire department. Now you're not going to go out there and respond, you know, at, at this time and go into house fires and whatnot, but you may go out there and you may pull hoses, you may, you know, run water, you may go work wrecks, but you know, you're not going to go do anything like mega anything. Cause you're not, they're not done with school at the time. So they're not going to want the liability with you. But yeah, we got to see a uh, pretty good wreck that time during school. What was that like for you? Uh, it was different. Uh, it was, it was a child. Um, oh. So, and me back home, you, you walk up and you see a car seat. You see these little, you know, like little legs that aren't moving anymore. And it's just kind of, kind of one of those things that plays a toll on you. I would imagine that that's got to be the number one reason for me. I have no desire to do anything like that. Is having to see dead bodies, much less children. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily the prettiest sight. <laughs> it says to ask you about the homeless poop thrower when you were an EMT. That's that's one of the main reasons why I didn't really want to pursue being a firefighter anymore. Pause, um, I pause. Really so, hold on. So, you, it wasn't seeing a dead baby. It was someone throwing poop. I mean, at the end of the day, that, that right there is going to be a part of the job is having to see, you know, people and having to help them no matter what the situation was. And I understood that going into it. That, uh, you know, it's just something you have to be ready for. But as far as someone throwing poop on you, it's not really something that they, you know, tell you in school, hey, prepare for this. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine that's like on day five. Today we're going to cover poop throwing right. incidents. That's not something, but you know, finding dead bodies would that would make sense. Um, they left that. Out. I guess I was sick. I don't know. Right, right. That was the day you skipped. Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, now had you been on a call with this person before, or was it just a you'd never experienced this this uh, call before? You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's habitual calls. I was doing my clinicals at the time, like uh, to get my EMT license. You know, you have to do X amount of hours, run X amount of trauma calls, run X amount of medical calls, and all these different kind of things to be able to test out to get your, you know, test, you know, to be able to test out with state at the end of the time. So this particular one, we get responding to, and I'm just sitting up there waiting. I was the last one out of my class to finish it all because I just couldn't get my last trauma call. Well, this ended up being it, but this was the call. I mean, I just didn't, I didn't want nothing to do with it. It was a homeless man. He was just agitated um throwing poop everywhere and that's uh i kept asking the 
the medic back there, hey, can you not rest- can we restrain him? This is gross. He said, no, as long as he's not trying to physically harm you or somebody else, you really can't do anything at that point. Otherwise, it could be a lawsuit. So it was just a fun ride. Duty. I would feel, I feel like that is assault at that point. Absolutely. Like, flinging feces is finitely a felony, it should be, right? Uh-huh. It should be. I mean, you could spit on someone, but I guess you could poop on them. I don't know. Hmm. Restraining him doesn't feel like it would be harmful. I agree, but he, he disagreed. Yeah. And so after <laughs> that incident, they- you go back and you're like, I'm done. Yeah, I just, uh, that's the thing. It's, uh, that's the same thing I told my wife, too, is I don't, I would really like to go with, you know, burning stuff all day, fight fire, you know, I don't care if it's grass outside. I like putting wet stuff on the red stuff. It's fun and all, but at the same time, I don't ever want to be in an ambulance again as long as I live. <laughs> I feel like that was like a thing that they did to the rookies. You know what I mean? Like, like at, they propped, they like they gave the guy a bunch of broccoli or something? And no, then... no, 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 no. Like, he, they could have restrained him, but they were like, eh, let's just get let this rookie deal with it. You was know? there like, any hazing like Lindsay's talking about? Yeah, things like hazing. that? It was, it was pretty quiet, actually. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really say much. It was, uh, it was more or less of, I don't think that he was too happy about the situation either. No, like, uh, what was it from the uh, backdraft where the goose is in the locker or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, none of that. I mean, they 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 laugh and joke about it. We get back to the station. They all, you know, because they that, at that time I was packing my, my belongings and getting ready to head out. I didn't have to be there any longer. But they were telling him, you know, oh, look at this kid. He he got a taste of uh, some real medicine and whatnot. And they all kind of had a laugh about it once it was all said and over. But in the moment, I don't think there was a single soul that was thought it was comical. <laughs> it's Maybe the driver, but I don't know. <laughs> it said here that you saved a baby from a house fire. Tell me the story. No, 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 that didn't happen. No, there was a cat. <laughs> so we, we pulled up and there was a house fire and this lady, she's over here screaming, crying, bloody murder and um, saying that her baby's inside. And it wasn't even, I mean, it was, it was the house. It was around Christmas time and she was, you know, it was pretty much gone. It looked like probably the Christmas tree ignited. And if y'all have ever seen that in the videos, they ignite up and go. So we're all freaking out. There's a baby inside. All right, we got to go. We shouldn't have really been going inside the house, but we're thinking a baby's in there. She tells us what room it is. We go back in there. We're looking everywhere. You can't find anything in this room. We're just spraying water around trying to find something because it's so smoky and whatnot. All of a sudden, you can just hear on the bed this this really unhappy meow. So we assumed that that was the baby, and it turned out it was, thank God. But, yeah, we get outside. Thank you so much for my baby. Just what? <laughs> okay, you're not affiliated with them anymore. If you if she would have said my cat's inside, would you guys have gone in for it? No, absolutely not. No, yeah. it would have been a dead. Cat. Of course not, dead cat. <laughs> and so, what do you do now? It sounds like you don't do this anymore. So, what do you do now for a living? I'm actually working on becoming an electrician. I just started working out here not too long ago, getting all that done. So, commercial or residential? Commercial. Okay. Cool. Right on, man. Well, congratulations on those three kids, man. Take care of yourself. And, uh, again, thank you for your service. I appreciated hearing your stories. And uh, good luck with the uh, the apprenticeship. And, uh, you know, you'll be an awesome electrician, I'm sure. All right. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. See you later. That's Cameron. The listeners are awesome. I don't know what would be more frustrating. Mm-hmm. Not being able to restrain yourself. Right. Uh, to restrain someone who's throwing feces at you mm-hmm. or being told there's a baby inside and you get it to cat. Oof. It feels like she probably knew, too, that if she would have said, my cat is inside, they wouldn't have gone in. I could see in a state of panic 
someone who loves their pet immensely, mm-hmm. calling it their baby. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I feel like communication's very important in that dire situation in that <laughs> moment. Uh, whatever, you know. I'm sure it's happened many times. Uh, all right, we got to take a break, and we'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listener sent this question. I think it's worth asking. If you were given the opportunity to eat human flesh that had been gotten from, say, an amputation that had to happen, would you try it? So the idea being that no one was killed for the food, right? Uh, you get a chance to eat human meat. Lindsay. Nope. Not again. <laughs> so why like would it have to, what if it was prepared with your favorite barbecue sauce? No. Yeah. Just the thought of it. I don't know. Mm. I think about the movie Alive in that survival yeah. situation. Not a good but that's so extreme. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's probably the only sure. way I would do yeah. it. Yeah, but we're not talking that. We're talking nope. straight ahead. No, I just it's a Friday. What do you want for dinner? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Is it just I can't because it. you you know it's human that you're eating? What if you didn't That's know exactly. it was human? What if they just slide you a plate of mystery meat and you eat it? And you're like, this is delicious. Oh, by the way, it's mm. human. Yeah, then I would probably be disgusted and vomit and why though? Because but why would you vomit, you think? Because it's wrong. Is it? Yes, it's Why? just because it's wrong. Well, hold on, You're not well, supposed hold on, to hold on, eat hold on, hold on, hold human on. beings. Hold on. Well, Gimpy, what about you? Yeah, man. Why? Yeah, because try anything once, almost anything. Um, you just you never know. It could be delicious. You don't. Here's the fun thing: when you go and you buy ground chuck at the grocery store, you don't know that's real beef that you're getting. You don't know because you weren't there to see a process. Made. Yes, but there is an expectation ex- that, that exists mm-hmm. because of standards that have been established right. that they, they have to follow them to agree. Exceptions ha- happen, of course. Mistakes happen. Yeah. All those things, of course. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's like going, well, you don't know it's an egg right? from it's a chicken. An egg because they tell But there's you an expectation that is right. supposed to be met, and if you can't meet that expectation, you no longer can do service or you pay a Tenth of a percent of a fine, but the, <laughs> what about dog, Lindsay? No, absolutely not. What about horse? No, horse meat. Okay, why not? Why not those? Because they're not. They're not. They're more loving animals. Those aren't animals. Cows that are quite we, loving. Pigs um, are really I friendly. I don't have them as pets. But you don't. You don't have a horse as a pet either. Nope. But I could if I wanted to. You could <laughs> with a pig or a cow. I've, you could I've, with a human being. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to see the level of things you would try. It's common to eat a pig. It's common to it's eat common a It's common to eat a horse. We're I one know. of the only places on the planet that don't eat horse. Nope, I don't. I might try it, but not a human. I might try a yeah, horse. I'm not asking about human. Horse? I might try it. Now you might try it. Okay. But, I, but probably not. But if I was uh, drunk, maybe... 
Okay, you're drunk. We're back to human. Would you try it? Nope. Nope. What would be about being drunk that would let you your guard down to try horse? I gotta be starving, Marvin. Like I just yeah. Okay, starving yeah. Marvin. Like a live starving Marvin. I mean, we've established you would eat human. No. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You said in a in a live situation yes, where it's survival, survival you would, mm-hmm. you would. Mm-hmm. So you negated your answer already, just by having that caveat there. Well, yeah, if I was stuck on stuck on a mountain, I would to survive, but I wouldn't do it for fun. I don't have to ask him about the horse and dog thing. I know that's a yes for him. Absolutely. Um, I I would eat horse. I don't have a problem with that. I don't think that's a big leap. A lot of a lot of countries you eat horse. Uh, dog, I don't find as a giant leap either. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, my dog, that would be not okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, because but, there's an attachment. Yes. There. Plenty of people raise farm animals, give them names, love them, take mm-hmm. care of them, feed them, mm-hmm. and then eat them. So I don't find it as a giant leap when it comes to horses and things like that. Dog, if it was a domesticated dog in my house, is a lot different than it sits out on the plantation. Right, and mm. I take or on the ranch, and I go do all those things and all that. With I know what what's going to happen, it's what the end yeah. game is, right? Mm. And I also don't think in an alive scenario I could eat human, even in that scenario. Really? Yeah, maybe not kill them and eat them, but if they's already dead, I mean they're already dead. They ain't uh, what? What's the what's the point? There? Yeah. I mean, so in my brain, mm. it is not about hey, this is it, we're only kill eating this human, mm-hmm. I feel like it creates a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starts with Tom, and then, you know, yeah. next thing you know, you're getting your leg gnawed. Yeah, on. I need to eat. There's five of us. Mm-hmm. If it gets us one more month, bye. Right. Right? So that's why I'm going to know mm-hmm. on the even the alive scenario. Yeah. Killing somebody and then eating them, i.e. alive or Jeffrey Dahmer-esque, I'm out. I'm out. But if it was like a practice and you like go to some foreign country and they're like, you know, all right, well, you, you can have an egg roll or a chimichanga or human. Oh, really? I think I'll take uh, Becky. So for you, does the Jeffrey Dahmer thing by what he did make him more heinous or because you're so uh, open about trying human flesh that you don't see it as so bad? Oh, it's pretty bad what he did. It's totally heinous because, I mean, he lied to these people. He drugged these people. Of course. He murdered these people. Yeah, but him eating the meat, though, is my question. Does that make it more heinous? Uh, Just the eating the meat part? Not so much. Not so much. Mm. Uh, It's just meat. It's just meat. Just like your horse, dogs, pigs, cows, cats, fish, all Mm. of that. It's just meat. You know, how you got there, I mean, you... Went to a bar, you found this guy, you raped him and cut him up, whatever. You know, that's, that's a little too far. It absolutely, for me, makes it more heinous. Mm. Absolutely. Because he saw those people as a meal. Mm-hmm. And that's right. different. That's different than I'm just a deranged lunatic. Mm-hmm. Right? That is, I see a, I see a means to get energy. Mm-hmm. That makes it more terrifying. than anybody's a target at that point. Right. Which is the whole reason I'm out on the alive like mm-hmm. scenario, because mm-hmm. then anybody's a target at that point. Right. Well, if we're gonna eat Fred, we might as well eat Corbin. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, there's no argument against it at that. Well, you ate it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, that's when you kill the other people. Make sure you're on top, man. That's the key. Make sure you're the one. On Here's top. the problem with being on top mm-hmm. in any scenario: mm-hmm. sports, 
life, yeah. your career, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to take you out. It's a <laughs> short-lived thing. And it could be one of the people on the plane with you, or it could be Mother Nature. Yeah. But I'm going to hold on as long as I possibly can. Being on top is a mental <laughs> ego mess up. It's not real. Mm. You easily can be taken out at any. We talked oh, about yeah. it off air, Gimpy, you and I this morning. You can be taken out for any reason at any moment. Right, right. Take Death or from your pedestal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm out on eating human meat. So yeah. I guess Glenn's I'm, and I are going to be Gimpy's meal. Yeah. That's right. Which one I'm not even curious to know, know what yet. it tastes like. Not even a little bit. I'm sure it tastes like chicken. Just like any other meat that's not seasoned. Yeah, but beef isn't seasoned, and it's quite delicious. Mm-hmm. So any other meat? Mm. Fish mm. has a dis- salmon has a distinct meat mm. flavor that is not conducive to chicken. Mm. I'm sure we would taste pretty disgusting. All the toxins that humans put in their bodies. Yeah. yeah. Or their flavor enhancers. Maybe so. There's really only one way to find out. Light them up. That's right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Man Morning Show. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. I'll show this to Lindsay. I said it to Gimpy. Please do. I need to know what's going on. Hey, here. listen, there's a lot of demand. It takes everybody on a team to make the game happen. It's a picture of the trainer. I just sent to you a picture of the trainer, and he is applying some sort of muscle uh, ache medicine or rubbing some muscle on this New York Giants football players. Uh, I'm going to assume thigh, but I can't see the front of it. It does. He looks like he's doing stranger if I. I know my uh, holds correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It's like half his ass is hanging out. Uh, right. like, what is this guy doing? I hope he gets w- very well paid for his job. Which one? The trainer. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> right, because the footballer's just sitting there, yeah. you know, taking it. Yeah. Enjoying whatever the hell is getting rubbed uh-huh. down. There. I'm making an assumption <laughs> oh, that he is getting God. his growing, growing rubbed. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it's growing. I'm sure. He's right. getting his growing right. well, rug. it is. I don't know. Yeah. Growing. Maybe it was some icy hot down there or something. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Probably. Some flexol. <laughs> Probably some icy hot, yeah. yeah. Just rub, trying to rub that muscle yeah. out. Can he not do that himself? For real. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe with all the pads on. They can't even get their own water, Lindsay. <laughs> That's very he, true. My kids. Okay, so we, my daughter is a first grade cheerleader. And mm. we go, and they, so the football game, first graders, right? And they don't even get their own water. Really? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't understand that. I don't know what, what you're saving energy-wise. Mm-hmm. Even at the pro, get your own damn water. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do you need me to hold it up and squirt it into your mouth? You well, don't. sometimes it can be tough with the helmet no, no, and the gloves. No, no. And- you're running and catching a ball. This uh, is clearly not the hardest thing you're doing. I love the comments. Sure. Must be the Pornhub game of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a pretty funny image. Yeah, for sure. It is. It is. Let's see what Lindsay has for Balls to the Wall Sports. Off my damn computer. You'd already seen it. Stop. Watched it twice this morning. 
NFL legend and birthday boy Brett Favre, who's become a central figure in ongoing coverage of the Mississippi welfare scandal, has hired former Trump White House attorney Eric Hirschman as his lead counsel in Mississippi's biggest ever public corruption case. Favre has been in the subject of Mississippi Today and national reporting this year for being the inspiration behind at least $8 million in welfare misspending. In recent weeks, several sponsors have reportedly distanced themselves from the Hall of Fame quarterback and native Mississippian. A Mississippi Today investigation earlier this year also chronicled how Favre and his business partner in a pharmaceutical startup company offered stock to former Governor Phil Bryant in exchange for the governor's help advancing the company. That venture also received more than $2 million in welfare funds. That former governor, Phil Bryant, has again been subpoenaed amid the ongoing civil suit in the multi-million dollar welfare fraud scandal. And this time, attorneys want to see communications between the ex-governor and NFL Hall of Famer quarterback Brett Favre. Attorneys for one of the defendants in the state of Mississippi suit issued the subpoena on Friday asking for several years worth of additional documents and communications between the two, as well as others connected to the case that auditors say resulted in at least $77 million in federal welfare welfare dollars being misspent. I don't know why, but I see this as so gross. It is right? so gross. To see somebody of well financial status take from people that are not is just some of the most disgusting work I've seen humans do. Mm-hmm. He took from people that were needed to just like eat. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. And not showing zero empathy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you you want to quickly talk about Antonio Brown and his little clown show? He went to... Uh, you have 30 seconds. Okay. Um, he went on Twitter again, and he put up a picture of a, uh, the divorce book, a book about divorce. Daddy doesn't live here anymore. He's mocking Tom Brady and, and mm-hmm. Giselle, of course. And then in other news, there are stories coming out about him when he was in Dubai last May while supporting Floyd Mayweather. Apparently, um, there's a video clip of him showing his bare bottom to a family at a pool. Then now there's a story that he stole $122,000 worth of jewelry and had a jewelry, uh, the jeweler falsely jailed for a month. And yeah, this is all in a lawsuit now. Where, where's coming the news forward. story here that he's crazy? Because this is not new. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, he's, right. he's bizarre. I mean, he's, yeah, he's just living on a crazy train. Um, yeah, then that is your balls to the wall sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Nine one eight four six zero KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to eight two nine four five. Jeff Hensley's not joining us today. You can always contact Hensley and Associates. Mention KMOD to get a free consultation over the phone. The number is nine one eight three nine eight five six nine two for Hensley and Associates. Qualifying people for Big Damn Amsterdam and Austin Rada. Yep. Of Ponca heard the. Uh, so now they have a chance of winning Big Damn Amsterdam. You got to get qualified, though. That's the only way you really have a chance. Be listening for that cue. Mel and DC are going to have the hookup for you as well. You just got to listen for that cue to play. And it looks like it's going to play at about 1135 or so, right before Down in a Hole from Allison Chain. So be listening for that. I saw this online, and it's a really crazy 
story that happened here locally. And I didn't know. It sounds fake, to be honest. Okay. It's called, Do you know what patient dumping is? Patient dumping? Mm-mm. No. Like pa- dumping a... Dumping like an actual patient? patient? Like, um, y- yeah, it's where you getting medical treatment and then they just dump you injured out on the front yard. No oh, way. Like we can't take care of you anymore here. Going yes. Get, wow. That happened here in town, apparently. And I just sent you the link from this story. A photographer from a local news source from the Tulsa world, he put this photo up from something that happened in July. And so he photographed this person lying on the sidewalk he was talking about how hot it was in July. He's the, the person on the ground said the security guards from Hillcrest dumped him on the sidewalk, leaving him there, and he was unable to move. The video, which is on this link that I sent you guys, mm-hmm. shows the security officers doing what the guy said they did. Uh-huh. Where they wheel him out in a wheelchair, dump him out of the wheelchair. Uh, he was left to fend for himself. Apparently, he was there overnight until 8.30 in the morning. He got a friend to go get to get him, take him back to his spot using, like, one of those flatbed carts from Home Depot. Yeah, right. To where he was living, which was, you know, behind some apartments. It took the, the people in the apartments called on him. They came and got him, took him to St. Francis. He underwent surgery for an infection that had spread to his neck and spine. Oh, God. He was sedated for some time afterward while on a ventilator and a feeding tube in intensive care. He was still largely immobile almost two months later, and he was taken by ambulance to a nursing facility somewhere in eastern Oklahoma after St. Francis had discharged him. Within a week, with a, with a weak voice and unable to articulate well, he told the Tulsa world that his back is still in pain, and he answered some questions about what has happened. He says, I was hurting I wasn't hurting anyone. I was just asking for help. That's insane. Wow. You expect these doctors, nurses, and medical professionals to do everything you can to get you fixed up. Yeah. You know, not, all right, we did what we could. Time for you to go. Scaredy. Now, I guess maybe if he was being combative or some reason to be like, all right, we can't do with you anymore. We've done everything we could. You're doing nothing to help us help you. Got to let you go. Um, okay. One, I don't, I don't think it was doctors and nurses, right? Mm-hmm. It was probably some administrative person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that the doctors and nurses, even if he was hurting people, like assaulting them, they would have called the police. Right. Right. right? Would have restrained him somehow, strapped him to a gurney, they, whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Even then, if he was being combative or whatever, Mm -hmm. they still have to take care of him. Right. They still have to take care of people. Yeah. You you can't... Turning you away is not okay. Right. If you're in need. Need. And he was clearly in a medical emergency. Right. Infection. Yeah. You can die within hours of being sepsis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hours. And there, are, there's countless stories of people. There's one that I know of uh, in this community where he was uh, not feeling well, and he was in he's fantastic shape, and he was feeling well, and went to the doctor. And they're like, ah, here's some B12 or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And it didn't help. Still not feeling. Well. Went to another doctor, and they're like, oh, it's this. Here's 
here's another thing. Right. Finally, he was talking to a friend, and he was like, dude, you need to go to the hospital. Goes to the hospital. He has sepsis. Mm-hmm. And was, they said, within hours of dying. So there's this text here, a couple of them that's come in okay. from the same person. First one says, uh, I've seen it happen. They basically say, we've done all we can for you. No insurance. See your primary care physician. I don't agree with that, but okay. Listen, you don't have insurance. You can't pay for you know the treatment that you have. Time for you to go. It also says here, quote, emergency room visits, unquote, are for emergencies, not for regular treatment. It says I've heard them say this too. Hmm. Doesn't seem right. It doesn't. I mean, I can't speak to that. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously an emergency room visit is for emergencies, but that's it, arbitrary, right? That's why right. they triage. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I may think it's an emergency. Just because you don't think it's an emergency doesn't mean anything. You cannot refuse to treat a person with life-threatening or serious injuries, even if they do not have health insurance or the ability to pay. Exactly. It's against the law. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if this person that texts in has seen it happen multiple times. Right. Then then, they should have been. Then they've been witnessing a crime. And if this person came in in the middle of the night, where else are they supposed to go? An emergency room is the only place open. The only thing I can think Mm -hmm. is they were not believing him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because he was homeless. Right. Another reason to help him. But what are they? If they think he's just homeless, like let's just say he has come in before mm-hmm. as a homeless person with no ailments, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Ah, you got to go, George." Mm-hmm. Not he, and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm injured." Like, "Nope, George, go." Sorry, man. And he sits in a wheelchair on his own, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Just take him out. Don't ever even check him." Nope. They Which have probably, to che- I don't know if you've ever worked in any tor- sort of situation where you encounter homeless people on the reg yeah it can get pretty exhausting yeah and so you just tend to write off whatever they're talking about mm-hmm. whether they're crazy or yeah I'm sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but it also feels like you know it's your responsibility to if, check everyone yeah i hear you and i'm again i think this is horrendous mm-hmm. but if you're work at a hospital and George comes in every Friday and you, the attrition that would happen of you dealing with George mm-hmm. and every time he's got some ailment mm-hmm. every time and you've checked it out multiple times and there's no ailment. You can't continue then to, do you just continue then to always check him every single time? Right. I hear you going, yeah, yeah you should, but there's some practicality. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if that was the case. We don't know no, if this man was coming in every week or whatever no. the case. Um, yeah, to me, it seems like he doesn't have insurance. He's not going to be able to pay for this. We need to escort him out. He he needs to leave. There's nothing we can do for him because he's not going to be able to pay. Another text says, unfortunately, certain hospitals are for profit. And only have to stabilize you if there are life-threatening issues. Once stabilized, they can boot you out. I tried to text my old lady to see if, you know, what she knows about this, but she's not responding, probably out dumping patients right now. Aren't all hospitals for profit? Isn't everything for profit? Even churches are for profit. (laughs) Right? They're trying to make as much money as they can. Right. Even nonprofits are that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? They're like, we got to get 20% more this year. Right. Now, they may not be sharing it with a certain individual, but 
they're always trying to get more. Make more. More money. More money to help the people. Whatever. Mm-hmm. 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 And are you going to go to a hospital that just barely makes any money? <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> right. True that. Right? Or do you want to go to the one that does well? Right. You want the one with the best care. So hey. the one that has the money to pay the best doctors. Yeah. I have uh, volunteered before at animal shelters, mm-hmm. and I volunteered at really nice animal shelters, and mm-hmm. I've done it, volunteered at animal shelters that don't make any money. Mm-hmm. And they're like, listen, we're not in the business of making money, so we don't have the money to invest in the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. But if I'm going works. in for heart surgery, I'm going to the place that has the best stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just being honest. And even if they are a situation where it's stabilized them and moved them on, mm-hmm. right? I hardly believe they're taking them out and dumping them in the yard, which is what this video shows. Yeah. Exactly is what it is. So I hear you that they're like, hey, we stabilized you, whatever. At that point, you're trespassing, right? We've right. told you we're done. Mm-hmm. You're trespassing. Why wouldn't you involve the police? Oh, that's a good point. Right? But I mean, don't, isn't that why they have their own security team there? Well, because you can't nuance the police with every single thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a lot of hospitals have their own security team. Yeah, so it's just a matter of, hey, this guy's trespassing. You know, we're done with him. What security? We'll get Biff and Little Biff to go take care of it. Yes, but you're bre- if, they're, if he's trespassing, he's breaking the law at that point. Okay. Right? Which mm-hmm. the security officer can't enforce. Mm-hmm. Right? There's only the, 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 the rights of a security officer is only uh-huh. limited so far. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some old lady just got done dumping a patient. Not really, but, you know. Sure, because she's about. in the medical field. Right. She's in the medical field right now. And I asked her, is patient dumping a thing? She's like, what? In context. So I told her, you know, hospitals dumping patients on the sidewalk when they're done with them. She says, oh, God, no. But <laughs> we will give the homeless a bus pass or a taxi token or something. They technically have to have somewhere to go, even if it's a shelter, is what she's telling me. And if that guy doesn't have any place to go, I guess you just said it, man. It's like now you're trespassing. Now it's time for you to go. Biff, little Biff, get him out of here. Oif. I but, know. But even in this case, he was still in pain. Right, yeah. exactly. He was not ready he to wasn't go helped. yet. Yeah. Cat's intense. I'm going to talk to her more about this, you know, when she gets home tonight. Uh, see what she knows. Surely that's happened. At her hospital, surely. No, not surely. How do you sleep at night mm -hmm. after dumping him out of this wheelchair onto the sidewalk and he just falls flat on the ground? Mm -hmm. How do you go home and sleep at night? Because you you didn't think you did anything wrong. Again, if you were numb to the person, maybe now they have restless sleep knowing what's happened. But at the time, if Biff and little Biff were, you know, (laughs) taking a smoke break and they get called from the charge nurse saying, hey, we needed Mm -hmm. to wheel this person out, Mm -hmm. you know, and get them off the property. Little Biff and little Biff have no idea (laughs) what the backstory is. Yeah, they're just doing their job. Oh, as she comes back, she says, unless it's ER. Mm hmm. Then they just push them out. So. Hold on. <laughs> you just push them out? Mm, that's just the black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The unfiltered that, response exactly, we're getting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Someone who's worked in that field, in those areas, trusting their answer is what we're, yeah, we got going on absolutely right now. absolutely she's worked in some really bad hospitals and she works in some really good ones as well so yeah i'm telling if you've mm. never been in an emergency room and i'm not talking mm. about saint francis mm-hmm. uh, you know 
on a Saturday at one. Mm-hmm. I'm talking go to a emergency room hospital mm-hmm. like on a Friday night at eleven. Ugh, that sounds miserable. it's chaotic. Yeah. yeah. I've watched ER. I know how it goes. And, and I'm not talking like chaotic where like blood squirting across the thing. That may be a thing. Mm-hmm. But just the people that are in there and the problems that are being presented. Right. They're right. chaotic scenes. She goes on to tell me, she says, but if they come from the street, they go back to the street. And I get it. And maybe that's what this guy's case was. I don't know. You said he was living behind a dumpster behind some apartments and whatnot. And yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. You got no place to go. We're just going to put you right back where you came from. And that happens to be the sidewalk in front of the hospital. Okay, a couple things. One, Mm -hmm. this was not a case where he was, maybe they considered that stable, but he had to go back in the hospital and then was in ICU for a while. So, clearly, he was not. Right, he was not ready to go. Yeah, right. sure. Two, if I'm in need of any sort of assistance, I would think the emergency room would be the place to go to set me on the path. You think? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not just like, we can't help you, get out! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what I'm hearing is the case. Right. And it could be one of those, well, we don't think your your case is that bad compared to several of these other ones over here. Uh, that's why we're going to have to let you go, sir. He, she says, my well, lady, she says that when they are admitted, though, case management tries to help them where they can, trying to prevent them from just coming right back. But the ER is turn and burn. There isn't time or space for all that. Ain't nobody got time sure. for that. Wow. Right. There's a whole other thing here. Mm-hmm. If you're unaware of the medical field, mm-hmm. and again, what an emergency room is like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are short-staffed, overwhelmed, trying to make things happen. But I find it hard to believe a guy that's in a wheelchair that can't walk is dumped on the grass and they go, no, he was fine. Yeah. Yeah. He, he seemed needed, fine to me. When he actually needed a life-saving mm-hmm. surgery and w- spent months in the hospital. And then, after release from the hospital, went to a nursing home. Right. And assisted care. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 It's crazy. Again, the homeless situation or the mental illness situation mm-hmm. that ERs deal with, to me, is the place where you go. And if you if there's a burnout of... Chad or whoever the person is that comes in, mm-hmm. you may not hear him anymore. Yeah. Right. And burnout is a thing in any job. Absolutely. Any job. You get numb to the thing mm-hmm. that might be a 10 to someone else. Right. That's why police officers or first responders or whoever, it's not uncommon for them to take pictures of gory scenes uh-huh. and keep them for their own because to them it's not crazy. This text says they made my mom leave with a pick line in her arm because insurance ran out in the middle of in-house rehab. As I over 10,000 hours of volunteer work with addiction at St. Leonard's Ministry in Chicago, this is very common. At least that's what that one text Yeah, but that's says. rehab. I feel like that's a completely different beast. Yeah, but the fact of, I mean, making you leave and you still got, like, needles in your arms, right? Yeah. Because we're trying to take care of you. And it's like, I oh, mean, yeah, that yeah, feels yeah, yeah, yeah. like an, that sounds uh-huh. titillating. Uh-huh. But I don't know if there's a meter and there's somebody watching it going, oh, one more dollar. Oh, get him out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There may be more context to that. I'm not saying this person isn't telling the truth. I'm saying that there may be more context of like, hey, you, you don't have insurance. We'll get you started. Right. Yeah. But we can't help you. Right. We can only do so much. Yeah. Because of the limitations. Mm-hmm. It's quite the alarming story that this 
that this guy was just, the video is alarming. Mm-hmm. Wheeled out, literally. Yeah. And then, like, the wheelchair tipped over like you're tipping your little brother. Right. And dumped into the grass. Right. Like you're dumping compost in your flower garden. If it is a thing, if patient dumping is a thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> then this feels like there's a better way to do it. All right. Like maybe pick them up out of the wheelchair and place them on the ground softly. Some human care might be nice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Let's rock more of the Big Man Morning Show. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Real true crime stuff, completely fascinated by it, but there's one category that I like um, more than others Others, um, because of the, it's so perplexing, and that is people that just evaporate and go missing. Right. Kidnappings um, fascinate me. Have you seen the trailer? It's kind of an older movie with the black phone, is that what it's called? With uh, Ewan McGregor? Oh, I watched the movie, yeah. So in the movie, he plays an abductor. He abducts kids and stuff like that, and he's got this cell, mm-hmm. and in the cell is a phone, and he plays, a fanta- from the little bit I saw, a fantastic psychopath. Mm-hmm. But the phone is an ability to communicate with other people that have gone missing that he has kidnapped. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's exactly right. And what'd you think of it? Um, I thought it was good. It was, it was different. Uh, it was a good... A good uh, it made you think. What's the spoiler? What's the giveaway? I don't really think there is one. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely a, oh, you got to. I mean, if I just gave the trailer and you're like, yeah, that's it. And there's nothing else. I don't yeah. need to see it. You really don't. Sounds like a horrible movie. You really don't. Because I mean, he sounds like a psychopath. He is definitely. And he plays a good one at that. And there's in the trailer, there's a scene where he can get the little boy can get out of the house, but he's got to walk past. McGregor, who's asleep, holding mm-hmm. a gun, mm-hmm. and in it, he is, uh, the boy sneaks by them, and right as he unlocks the door the tra- in the trailer, McGregor opens his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's awesome. It looks awesome. Hmm. Anyway, so there is a story of a little boy missing. He, he's uh, 20 months old. It's in Georgia. He was reported missing by his mother Wednesday morning after she last saw him in his playpen at their home she shares with her parents at 6 a.m. Hmm. Officers are working 18-hour days to try and locate the boy and have searched multiple areas, including the home, a backyard pool, and a nearby pond since the little boy went missing, but have come up empty-handed. 20 months, you're just starting to walk. Seems about right. Right? At 20 yeah. months? That's yeah. damn near two years Oof. old. I don't know. It's You're standing for sure. Uh-huh. And if you're walking, it's clumsily, yeah. I would think, Right. And if he's in a playpen or a pack and play, can he get out on his own? Possible, right? Yeah. I mean, if he's super strong. Maybe. Says pulling here, himself up and over. Says here the average age for babies to start walking is about 12 months. Some take their first steps even earlier or much later. Babies can start walking as early as nine months. That's according to a How Dr. late? Marshall. What's the latest? Uh, it's normal for babies to take more time to start walking at 17 or 18 months. Yeah, mine was 17. So, 
My yeah. youngest was 17 months. So at 20 months, yeah, they're definitely. Clumsy, but still new, still yeah, baby deer. Absolutely. So anyway, the poli- they're saying, uh, we hope he's still alive. We don't have any information to believe he is not. Um, but statistically, we know these cases, how these cases may end up. Uh, they added that officers have found no evidence that suggests foul play was involved in the boy's disappearance. Mm. Quote, we're going to hold out hope that he's still alive, that we can find him and bring him home to his parents. The department said the FBI has deployed canine teams, drones, helicopters, officers on horseback, and heat-detecting technology in the search for the boy. Uh, he lived in a house with his 22-year-old mother, his 3-year-old brother, his mother's boyfriend, and his maternal grandparents. His grandparents have legal custody of the boy and his older brother, according to a local station. She hasn't always done the right thing, said the uh, daughter uh, of the of the uh, like the sister mm-hmm. Quentin's mom. Uh, da, 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 sometimes she does really great. Sometimes she doesn't. Like all of us, I don't know if I can trust her. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Court records obtained by a TV station show that they attempted to evict the child's mother and her boyfriend from her home in early September. Uh, they have damaged my property, and at this point, no one is living in peace. Mm. It does not say drug behavior of the family, right? Right. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that if drugs are involved, this is a lot of jumping, Mm -hmm. drugs are involved and they owed money to a drug dealer, that they would give their kid. I know that sounds crazy, like that doesn't happen, but of kidnappings that happen, Mm -hmm. people that are, especially on meth, Uh will kidnap kids and then sell them to pay off, or the drug dealer will make them do that to get money. Right. That is a thing. Right. We've read right. stories before where people are selling their babies. Hell, we even have a listener that, you know, I reached out to him once to have money. He's like, yeah, my grandpa tried to sell my ma. Yeah. I was like, really? That's crazy. Yeah, but I'm talking about <laughs> two people, like the drug dealer and an addict, mm. taking a kid that isn't theirs right. to obtain money to pay a, settle a debt. Yeah, that just doesn't make much sense. But is is the, but this could all be made up. I mean, the baby could have been crying and uncontrollably, sure. and it could have been abused and killed. And this is, you know, we don't know what happened. The last time I saw it, the baby was in its playpen. And, mm. you, you, you do a lot of true crime stuff. You love it. And I know Gimpy dabbles in a little mm-hmm. bit. But what is the alarming thing you heard in Bo- that? Boyfriend. Yeah. Boyfriend Not- and that the parents don't trust right. the daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. That they're to trust that they're telling the truth, exactly, is exactly. not an easy. I don't think you just get that automatically, right? Nope. And the fact, because again, we've established walking's a new thing, mm-hmm. direction is a new thing, mm-hmm. and the and the grandparents have custody of the children. So the kid can't. I mean, if the kid's going to wander, how far is the kid going to wander? Mm-hmm. I would think not far. Definitely would be no rhyme or reason. How did it get out of the house alone? Kid may know where the swing set is in the backyard, but then sees a dog and then chases the dog. Mm -hmm. Right. And then sees a butterfly. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. And again, this is in the middle that they saw it at 6 a.m. Right. Might not even be light outside yet. (sighs) Crazy story, right? People just evaporate. Where do they go? Right. Where'd the poo go? Somebody's got to know. What happened to this little kid? And I suspect it's the mother or the boyfriend. Right. More than likely. And where were, where was the boyfriend at the time? 
Brian. Mm-hmm. He may have an alibi. Mm-hmm. She could be the nefarious one. The people are like, oh, mother's an instinct. She would never do that. Are you kidding? You know how many stories we've read of mothers shoving kids in washers? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you can't say she would never do that and then say, I don't trust her. Mm. How about the fact that the grandparents who had custody think she doesn't do the right thing most of the time? Right. But then let her, who they don't think does the right thing, and the boyfriend, who they probably don't know, in the, huh? Live there. Right. That makes no sense to me. A lot of it that doesn't make any sense. I, are you doing a disservice by bringing somebody into your home you don't trust? Yes. And staying the night? Yes. Definitely. Does it get a pass because it's the baby's mother? No. It shouldn't. No. If you love him so much, then the child. Go, well, yeah, I was just thinking about the uh, the the daughter or whatever. If you love this man so much, you know I don't want him here. Y'all can go find a Motel Six somewhere, and y'all can live as happy as you want to. But I don't want this cat in my house. I'm barely letting you in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Ethan. Oh. You and whatever. I was confusing McGregor, mm-hmm. Luke. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I can so. Oh, they want to keep a watchful eye on their daughter and make sure she's on the up and up. And the daughter's like, well, the only way I'm going to let, you know, live, you know, let you keep your eye on me is if I'm with my boyfriend. Yeah. Best piece of advice. <sighs> well, bye. Exactly. You were a grown damn adult. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. I mean, out. I can understand parents and their child and wanting to do all they can. Mm-hmm. But you can only do so much, though. You can only do so much for your kids. If you've got a kid that's high on the meth constantly or whatever, and you've tried, you've tried, you've tried, and you try to get them into rehab, and you try to get them to straighten up, and they just don't want to do it, then, then at some point in time, you got to be like, all right, I can't, I can't. I tried everything I could. It's time for you to figure it out on your own. That's just easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Right? It's easier said than done when it's your own child, and there's a skosh of hope. Right. That they are finally getting their life straightened out. Mm-hmm. And and you want to help them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that's the thing about people that have family members that are addicts. Mm-hmm. Is that struggle. That part right there. No, I, they're getting better. Right. Hard and fast blinds, man. Mm-hmm. This is a boundary. I can't let you live in the home. Be, I, have to, I now have a responsibility for this baby over you. Absolutely. I would think that that would be something like if if uh, you lose custody of your children and they go to grandma and grandpa, they are now they are now the guardians of your mm-hmm. of your babies. And okay, well, I'm now the guardian. I'm a grandparent. Let's say I'm the grandparent of these of my grandchildren. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I tell the DHS worker, whomever, my my daughter's going to come live with me though. And she's going to bring her boyfriend. Wouldn't DHS say no, no, no? A boyfriend cannot come and live with. T- and live I don't with think a gar- well. I don't think DHS can dictate who lives in the home in a guardian scenario. Mm. The guardian's been established as we think you can make smart decisions, hmm. right? And a guardianship, as we learned from Jeff Hensley, means that there's a plan to get custody back to the parent. Mm-hmm. Right? It's temporary. Yeah. It's supposed to be temporary. It's not permanent. Right? Guardianships. Right. So maybe there was some thing like that. Maybe. And you don't sign over. It's taken from you. Yeah. Right. Right? You don't, you don't sit at a kitchen table and be like, I'm going to give custody to my mom. <laughs> no. It's not the way it works. 
Either way, man, this poor little 20-year-old kid, 20-month-old kid wandering around. Yeah. Hopefully it's wandering around. Oh, it's probably dead in a shallow grave somewhere, but yeah, hopefully wandering around. Or or wandering around and didn't literally as a wandering around scenario. Mm-hmm. You can go you can go about 7 days without mm-hmm. food. Yeah. You can only go a couple without water. Yep. Right, and that baby's going it, it's not old enough or smart enough to be like, hey, there's a stream, I should drink out of it. Right. Hey, there's garden hose, hey, whatever. And no one saw it? Right. If you see a baby wandering around, are you picking it up? Of course. Uh, are you calling the police? You're both. <laughs> oh, I'm not picking it up. I ain't touching that. I baby. Ain't, no, I'm not touching it. No, no. Now you got your fingerprints all over it, and now you're the one in trouble. You're I'm on going the to the baby and calling the police. I'm calling the police and then going to the baby, maybe. Keep that baby at an arm's distance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sit down and put a bottle of water down, whatever. Right, some goldfish or something. But people love point fingers. Mm-hmm. And I don't want any of that on me. <laughs> right? Hey, you were the last one seen with the baby, sir. Mm-hmm. How, how do you... You can't just... You and I have read plenty of stories, Lindsay, sure. and listened to many podcasts where they just had hope in the justice system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they end up getting yoked up. So that's where my head is. I want to be able to go, I have not touched that child. At that, all. That should be something you should be able to say in any facet of life. Yes, but I can understand a need from where Lindsay, I can know where her head is. Right. M- that mother, mother yeah. instinct is like, mm-hmm. let me coddle this kid. Let me f- let him feel safe and if, secure. If mm-hmm. you see, let's say you see a, a you know, 20-month-old wandering around in an, a somewhat empty parking lot mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. and no one is around, mm-hmm. you don't go to it? You I'll just go to call? it, but I'm not picking it up. I'm not touching the child. I I feel like I would make sure, like, hey, I would definitely at least grab their hand, something, make sure so they don't run away. I I want them to stay near me to make sure that they don't. It's not an Olympic sprinter. I can keep it corralled. Yeah. (laughs) Right? That's all you need. Some hands out. Come on. And I'm also, (laughs) guess what else I'm going to do? I'm going to call the Lindsays of the world and let Mm -hmm. y'all get your hands on them. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just be, I'm just being yeah. honest. I don't want I want the questioning with the police to be what did you see? Mm-hmm. And I go, I called the pol- I saw this kid, I called the police. This woman came over, picked it up. Mm-hmm. And they go, "Okay, you're free to go." Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you for calling. I don't want Well, why were you picking it up? Mm-hmm. Where were you before? Tell me your time frame. Can anybody vouch for where you were at? I don't want all that. Mhm. I feel like I can keep that kid safe and alert the authorities without picking the child up. Me sure. grabbing the kid and doing is doing what? It's only serving my own inner ego mm-hmm. of like I can make this kid feel safe. I am a hero. Cuz reality is is the kid's going to grab onto me, cry, scream maybe in terror. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's staring at me holding some kid screaming. Yeah. <laughs> That's been missing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, seeing somebody fall. You, 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 you don't, you want to help. Right. But you want somebody After else to help. After you're done laughing help. or. No, I wouldn't oh. laugh, Lindsay. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> I, I would be, I would look around to see who's helping. And then once they helped, I would then assist. Right. Because people sue people all the times for stuff like that. 
I was just trying to help yeah. you. Yeah, well, you broke my sternum mm-hmm. while you were trying to save my life, asshole. <laughs> ah, I don't want any of that on me. I'm on the pl- I got the place on the call. You pick up the kid. Right. <laughs> right. Here, I had a granola bar. <laughs> Give him that. Right? Doing everything you can. Everything I can. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Don't forget about our Battle of the Bands contest. Submit your one-song demo contest page is at KMOD.com. You could be opening for Texas Hippie Coalition at the annual Cancer Sucks concert on November 26th. And we've got qualifying for Big Damn Amsterdam 1135 right before Man in, uh, Down in a Hole with Allison Chains at 1135. So make sure you're listening for that song with Mel. Lindsay, what'd you learn today? I learned that uh, Biden said there's a risk of nuclear Armageddon. Thankfully, he decriminalized weed already, so we're good. And uh, if you're going to buy Brett Favre a birthday present, remember, he prefers stuff that's uh, stolen from the poor. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned that uh, Corbin doesn't want to be the one to hold it up there and squirt it in his mouth. And I also learned that this job has its pitfalls like a lot of jobs, but at least there's nobody throwing poop at me. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have that with we have, but you haven't thrown it at me. Uh, you wanted Yet. to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that might be a little bit different. Right. Uh, I learned that for Gimpy, the idea of a ragu that's been simmering all day and some delicious ground chuck mm-hmm. that's been mixed with breadcrumbs and egg and parsley and garlic and fried and crispy and then some shredded Parmesan on top and some delicious Pasta sounds gross. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. And I also learned that that guy wasn't smuggling snakes. Oh, yeah? He just had reptile dysfunction. <laughs> it's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. That's Lindsay. Stop tracking my cycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is Gimpy. I'm sorry. Ready? Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, 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 total bag douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll. It's over. Bicycle, Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. We try, boys. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.